Across the UK, online and on DAB. We are Talk. Talk Radio. Give it some lip. Talk Radio. Can we disinfect the, um... Can we get just some wet wipes to clean the headphones? Because Farage's poisonous bile has stuck to the headphones and I'd, I'd just like to get rid of it so we can do a nice non-racist show. This is Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Mes amis, je dois m'en aller. Je n'ai plus qu'à jeter mes clés. Car elle m'attend depuis que je suis né. L'Amérique. J'abandonne sur mon chemin tant de choses que j'aimais bien. Cela commence par un peu de chagrin. L'Amérique. Toutes les sirènes de bateau vont chanter sans fois la chanson de l'Eldorado de l'Amérique. Mes amis, je vous dis adieu. Je devrais vous pleurer un peu. Pardonnez-moi si je n'ai dans les yeux que l'Amérique. Je reviendrai, je ne sais pas quand. Sans un sou, mais plus riche qu'avant De l'Amérique L'Amérique, l'Amérique Je veux la voir et je l'aurai L'Amérique, l'Amérique Si c'est un rêve, je le saurai Tous les sifflets de train, toutes les sirènes de bateau Vont chanter sans fois la chanson de l'Eldorado Three four 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 nine nine one thousand. I have one night off, and you break the world. Fair play, America. Well played. Well played. You've got to respect that. You've got to respect that. Now, oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. You can give us a call about anything. Now, there's a story in the newspapers today, and the eagle-eared amongst you will um, this will ring a bell. Who's the cat hater? Trying to injure our pets. Now, I'm not sure if this is connected necessarily, but you remember a while ago, we talked about um, what was being tagged in the media as the Croydon cat killer. Do you remember that? Absolutely horrific story. I'm a, I'm a cat guy. I've got a cat and a dog. I wish we hadn't bought the dog. I'm a cat person. And I wish we hadn't... Uh, you know, I, I wish we hadn't got the dog. But we've got, we've got both. But I'm a cat person, OK? And what this sick idiot does is goes round um this is grim by the way 
chops the heads off of cats and leaves either their head or their carcass somewhere for the owners to find. It's horrible. It's grim. It's been going on for quite a while. And it's not just happening in Croydon. And months and months ago, we spoke to uh, Tony Jenkins from Snarl, who... um, is kind of looking into this and I said Tony we'll get you back on and, I, and loads of time has passed and someone mentioned on Twitter oh have you got Snarl back on I said no no we'll, we'll, we'll sort that out hopefully this story will have gone away by now well Tony Jenkins from Snarl it's not gone away has it Hi, Ian. Uh, sadly, no, it's not gone away. In fact, it's it's got worse. Now, Tony, um, let's, let's just, for, the, for those who missed, just, just let me know, just tell my listeners what SNARL stands for. Right, it's South Norwood Animal Rescue and Liberty. We live in South Normal, um, at South Norwood, and we're an animal rescue. And we put the L for Liberty to make the word SNARL. Beautiful. This is good. Um, we were talking about how people come up with their names, and I'm yeah. glad that you've you've done that. All right, thanks for explaining that. When did you first? Just remind us when you first found out that there was something not quite right. That, some, that there was somebody going around doing these horrible things to cats. Right. We started sort of September last year. Yeah. Uh, we noticed a few local mutilations. Then we basically started collecting bodies. Yeah. We thought it was just Croydon at first, but very quickly we realised it was happening across London and much further afield. And we begged the press to stop calling it the Croydon Cat Killer. Mm. We've had victims in other areas say, oh, well, I thought this was only happening in Croydon, so I let my cats out. Um, we've got confirmed cases, when I say confirmed, by post-mortem. Um, Cases from Birmingham, Manchester, St Albans, Maidstone. We've got other bodies that are waiting post-mortem from Nottingham, Maidenhead and Sheffield. And so far, out of 36 post-mortems, including some of the London bodies, uh, across two vets, including the RSPCA vet, they both think it's the same person. How how do they know? How can they be so sure that a cat that was killed in St Albans is, is being killed by the same guy that killed a cat in Manchester? Right. Without going into too much detail, it's uh, it's basically the way and where the, where the heads are cut off, and the the knife type of knife used, and the types of incisions. Blimey. So how um, how many how many cats in total do do we know of? Right. We've collected over the last year. The RSPCA have collected a few bodies and the police, but collectively we are now over 170 bodies. This is. I mean, this is nuts. Yeah. This is. I mean, this and is that, properly scary stuff, isn't it? That includes about 12 foxes who have been found also with the heads and tails cut off in the exact same way as some of the cats. Unfortunately, it doesn't always do the same thing. Sometimes it's just the tail, sometimes just the head, sometimes head and tail. Um, sometimes it's the head and front paws, head and one front paw, um, back leg and the tail, and a few that just Jesus. quite literally have been cut in half. This is, I mean, listen, uh, you know, w- whether you're a, 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 a cat person or not, this is horrible. But, yeah, I, you know, I've exactly. got my little girl who's, who's, who's nearly 18 years old. Blimey. The thought of anything like that. What cat people, what people who aren't cat people don't realise is that cats are part of the family. And they say, oh, how exactly. can you, you can't love a cat like you love a dog. Oh, yeah, you can. Of course yes, you can. They, they, that's yeah. my little girl. Um, and, and, and the owners of these cats are generally fine. They're finding them on their doorstep, are they? Quite often, yeah. Sometimes in the back garden, you know, quite a secure back garden. Um, so he's kind of operating a bit like a burglar who, you know, tends to go around the back garden, so that people have left a window open. Um, he knows that, you know, often cats go out in the back garden. He's getting to secure gardens. 
Um, and, and people have come out into their gardens and found their own cat with no head. His favourite seems to be um, leaving the body lying in front of the bedroom window. Um, so when you get up in the morning and pull open the curtains, you look first down thing you and, see. And, and business, first thing you see. It's quite horrific. Um, we think his kick is not actually so much killing and mutilating the cats, it's the displaying of them in order to cause horror and shock to people. Are, um, the, um, are the police taking this seriously? <laughs> I have to say, yes. Generally, the Croydon police and surrounding boroughs are very, very good. As you go out of London, there's still a bit of, well, it's just a cat, it's not our thing. Um, But they've appointed um, a detective sergeant with a serious crime squad. He's got a team of 16. Obviously, this isn't their only case, um, but they are taking it very seriously. Um, to be fair, um, RSPCA are also taking it seriously, but unfortunately, with both organisations being quite large, you still get local officers who say, oh, it's foxes, or, you know, call centre staff who say, um, oh, you know, for police, for example, we don't deal with animals, phone the RSPCA. Mm. Um, and there is an operation code for it, which is TAKAHE, T-A-K-A-H-E. Mm. So if people find a mutilated cat and they do report it to the police, if they mention that operation code name, then they should be able to put the dots together but we would also ask that people ring us um you know the rspca are very busy they can't always get out to secure uh, mutilated cats um, or foxes um but it tends that tends to fall to me it's kind of become my full-time job and um you're, um, you're doing this because you know you, you snarl is because you you love cats and yet yeah, you're having to see them at cats. their worst aren't you exactly it's, it's that must be heartbreaking both yeah you know, I've got 21 cats in my house at the moment, and, you know, my biggest fear is being targeted. Um, I don't let any of them out. Most of them are rescue. Two are definitely my pets, which I wouldn't rehome. Um, half a dozen I probably might not be able to rehome because they're quite old. Mm. Um, but, you know, I'll still look after them. You know, so it's quite harrowing for us, and that's why we've become determined to, to stick with this case, and, you know, until we catch him. As I said, thus far, we... The expert analysis is suggesting one person. There may come a time <clears throat> when we realise there's someone else doing it. Well, fine. It means we've got two psychopaths to catch, and you know. And we don't know anything people. about this person. There is no, nothing has been seen. There's no. He doesn't leave no. any clues. There's nothing. We've had a few sightings. There was a sighting the other day in, in Staines. Um, a chap was spotted grabbing a cat and putting it into the back of a car. Um, and luckily, someone was eagle-eyed enough to get the registration plate. And they did phone it through. And then the guy came back a couple of days later. Uh, anyway, it was more properly, because the lady rang us, we passed it to the police team uh, dealing with it, and they investigated. It turned out a guy um, had moved house. Uh, he hadn't moved that far, and the cat kept going back to, to its old house, <laughs> and he'd come back to get his own cat. Oh, bless. And the cat had obviously gone missing, so the first thing he went was back to the old house to check. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it, but, I haven't said that, I mean, it's quite amusing that, totally plausible mm. um but it's only people being a little yeah, bit eagle-eyed yeah. and seeing someone grabbing a cat at night yeah. phoning it through to the police and perhaps phoning it through to snarl um because you know if it's in north london the local police might oh you know we've got more serious things to deal with but if we then phone the you know the police team they may get on it and particularly if they've got a registration plate that's brilliant it might be totally innocent it might be the only way we catch this guy because he's very clever stays away from cct uh, CCTV. There's not that much of it anyway in residential areas, and you know he, he's probably forensically, you know, wearing gloves and stuff, so he's not leaving any fingerprints or any clues. Um, and I, it's probably that vigilance that will yeah. catch him, you know. Because uh, 
I mean, I think last time we spoke about, you know, someone, if he was living with someone, his mum, I'm assuming it's a bloke as well, I mean, assuming with, with living with a wife or a girlfriend or his mum or something, that, that, that they would they would notice, you know, they might recognise his behaviour of driving all over the country, but there's also the chance yeah. this bloke lives on his own in, in his pants. It could be. I mean, what we, what we think, what the, what the profile suggests is, is it's a white male, maybe uh, 20 to 40, um... Obviously, that doesn't give us any kind of description. He's a psychopath as opposed to someone who's got mental health issues. Mm. Um, you know, if you think of the Hannibal Lecter type, you know, someone quite brilliant and in some respects normal, um, but has got a little sick twit, you know, switch in their head that makes them do horrible things. That's the sort of person we're dealing with. It. So it could be someone who is married with kids and is just very clever at hiding it up. Um, but in respect of if anyone knows anything, there is now a £10,000 reward, um, which is a sizable sum of money. So if someone does know mm. something, it, it's worthwhile them, um, you know, grassing this person up. It may be innocent, uh, but again, it might lead us to, to the person doing it. Tony, what's the bit, if people at home have got a little think, oh, I think my, my husband, it was fun. If they've got anything the suspicious that they think about, what, what's the best number to, to call? You? Um, they can call us, um, and we'll pass it on to the police if it's relevant, or they can uh, phone the police direct. Um, I can't remember the team's number off the top of my head. <laughs> uh, <laughs> get, us, get, us, get us the number, Tony, and we'll, we'll give it out a little bit later on and give people yeah, a chance okay, to get a pen and paper. Um, I think it's eight, uh, I'll, I'll let you know what it is. But, yeah. I mean, they can phone Snarl on this number, yeah. um, and I'll pass it through straight to the team. I mean, the reason I suggest that is, you know, sometimes we get people and it's just a very, very vague suspicion that's really probably nothing. Mm. And we do try and filter that out so as to maximise the police time and not waste their time, if you know what I mean. So I'm quite happy if you put my number out. Okay. Um, and then, you know, we act, we'll act as a little sort of filter. Uh, but please can ring it through on 101. Yeah. And if they, mess, uh, if they mention uh, Operation Takahe, that they think they might know someone who might be doing it, um, as long as they mention that operation name, then it should get through to the team. But I would probably ask, suggest that they also ring us as well. Tony, listen, I'm going to put you back to Kath. You can sort out phone numbers and stuff, and we'll, we'll, we'll give out the number after the break so people can go and get pen and paper. Um, it is just the most incredible story i mean it's just it's just hideous i've got the number I'll, I'll give you the number after the break dear listener so you've got um, a chance to jot it down if you want my number on the other hand is 0344 499 1000 pennies to call probably free as well if you've got it in your package i'm ian lee this is talk radio the radio show for people who know the best part of the day is the night. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. The phone number, if you want it for Snarl, 07961 And here's a tip, guys. Here's a tip, and it really annoys me. The number of people that don't know this, when you're leaving a voicemail message for someone and you have to leave your number, don't leave a long three or four minute long message, then do your number once at the end. No, 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 no. You go straight in with your name, your number, then you leave your message and then you do the number again. That's obvious to me. Hello, um, Steve, it's Ian here. My number's 0344 499 1000. Then you talk for a minute. 
And just a reminder, it's Steve, it's Ian, 03444991000. That's what you got to do! It's all you've got to do. The amount of time I spent... was plenty on my, aunt, on my mobile phone. You're through a gift guff. Right? The, the, someone leaves a message, and it's a really important message, and it's four minutes long, and at the end they do their phone number once, and they do it faintly. So I can hardly hear it. And then I've got to spend 20 minutes trying to scroll through the messages again to get to that one. Oh, man, I've got really bad indigestion. got really bad indigestion today. I've got indigestion. I'm finding out how to talk. You know what I mean? Um... So the numbers you want, 07961 or 0208 0216, quote, Operation Takahi. Takahi. Can I tell you something childish I did? You know, um, oh, that, who's that um, massive bellend? Oh, yeah, Nigel Farage. He was on um, James Whale's show, spouting his usual poison and, and, and um, reactionary bile. And uh, I was in the, the other studio. So there's the studio where I'm sat in now. And then there's the other studio where the production team sit. And Ed was there producing. And I was in the other studio. And and, and because Ed is an excellent um, uh, producer, um, when Nigel had finished spouting his poison to James, Ed picked up the telephone in the outer studio to say, thanks, Nigel, that was really great. And... I, I, something, something's got a hold of my heart. Something got a hold of me, guys. And I couldn't resist. And really loudly, I went, Winker! So I didn't say wink. I was a banker. Now, I'm professional. Yes. Childish. Very. Satisfying. Deeply, deeply satisfying. Oh, God. <laughs> Winker! 0344 1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. You're more than welcome. So we, can we see if we can do a whole show without, you know, without that? Shall we, shall we see? We can do a whole show without that. Uh, I mean, there's not, not a lot else to say about that, uh, is there? So, can we try and do a whole show without... Uh, yeah. Should we have a go? Andrea! Yes. Yes? I think we should have a show without mm. uttering those... Yeah. Yeah. No? I think we can do it, yeah. I think we can do it! I there's think n- there's nothing to say, is there? It's already been said. Yeah, so let's try not to say... I don't think we can. I don't think we have to. I don't think we need to. I don't think we need to. And you know what? You're a little shining beacon because you're about... Well, you're the only one not talking about it. You can see my shining beacon from there? Well, no, I can't. I'm sort of viewing it on Periscope, but I'm only getting sort of... I'm getting a top top bit of you. Good. Well, then the beacon is... I think that's probably... 
The beacon oh, what is what under. What what I ate a lot of food. I, I did, did an interview for a, for, a, for, um, for for a podcast with a, with um, John Dredge, who's a very nice gentleman. If, if those who came to performance ring would have seen him pushing a wheelbarrow, and oh, it meant, right, you weren't doing man versus food or anything. No, 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 no. But, okay. but afterwards, it meant I was a little bit rushed for time, and so I, I ate a load of food very quickly. Mm. And I've now got really bad indigestion. Oh, not good. And and I'm really here's the thing, Andre, and I tr- okay. I, I don't want to keep going on about this, but I it's feel right. I have to. We, other people are going on about other things yeah go on about your indigestion if you want really i'm really putting on a lot of weight right i weighed myself Mm, yesterday 16 4 16 4 now that is i I, that is that is very heavy for me and you were 16 3 about two weeks ago well yeah then i went down then i went back up and uh, you know a a month a month ago i was 15 6 so I'm, I am mm. piling on this weight, and, and, and I, I have such good intentions. This morning I made myself an yeah. omelette for breakfast. No, I did too. And then I went and I, 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 I walked um, up the hill, so I walked about 45 minutes, went and had a chamomile yep. tea, did some yep. work, walked back down the hill, and then I jumped in the car to come to work, and I bought a load <laughs> of sweeties and crisps and cake. It's those demon service stations that just entice you in. They do. They, they do. do. They just sort of come, like, come hither, come hither. Uh, just, just come and sample. The thing is, I've got this big fat tum tum now, and <sighs> I don't want it, and I hate it, and I think honestly, I look ugly. I saw, I caught, saw um, a reflection oh, no, of myself, I... and I look, I look hideous. No, you don't. No, I do. No, 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 no I do. I... Listen. Nope. You're talking to someone who died from eating disorder. You do not look hideous. No, but no, but okay, but but you. You feel you do. Exactly. Is, and that's, is, yeah, and that's the important is thing, isn't it? Absolutely. And you'll know that better than anyone, oh, perhaps from so your do. history. I, actually, today, I had, um, I'm, as part of my therapy, I'm, it, it's, it's called exercises, um, it's called exercise therapy. Oh, yeah. And, um, they're very, very, it, it, it's a very sort of focused, um, like a personal trainer under the NHS, and I've been, you know, uh, I had an assessment today, and they said, right, first off, you've got to eat something before you come. Yeah. So I did, and I made an omelette. Yeah. And it was really, really nice. And Anything in the omelette, or just, just I had onion. I did, I did some, I did some onion, and a little bit of, little bit of chili. Oh. So it was, it was, just, it was, it was okay, quite basic. No yeah. cheese or anything, just, just quite a basic omelette. Yeah. Ate it. Ten minutes later, anxiety, mm. it reappeared. Oh, in yeah, yes, in in that reception. And did that ha- did that happen spontaneously? No, about ten minutes later because I was so anxious. Right. So anyway, but you, did, I, you didn't you didn't make your but you threw up. No, 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 no. It was it was spontaneous. It was um it wasn't quite projectile. But okay. It was, okay. It was it was it was an anxious reaction. Yeah. Um and so I thought right okay I'll be truthful when I go when they say oh you have you eaten something I say I yes yeah. but it didn't stay. And then they said, okay, we'll do your blood pressure now. And I'm sort of thinking, okay, blood pressure. I'm anxious. Blood pressure is going to go through the roof. I have a blood pressure machine at home. I do it three, four times a week. Completely normal. Get into an anxious situation. Through the roof. Did three lots. Right. First strike. fact I hadn't eaten. No exercise. Okay. They could sort of put maybe pipe past that. And then, of course, the blood pressure. <laughs> Three times within half an hour, and lots of easy chatting. Put it on again. Oh, the easy, the easy chatting 
never makes anyone's blood no, pressure goes down. I was trying to, and I was, I was, I was talking to, <laughs> I was talking to this lovely guy. Yeah. Who did not know about? And I'm a bit of a news hound, and I was up half the night watching. Oh, he didn't know about that. Uh, no. Oh. He didn't actually know. Didn't know this about man all. had travelled. Yes. From, I think, uh, say Albans-ish area. Oh, wait, he's really travelled far. To um, Tooting. <laughs> wow, I thought yeah. you meant like a world traveller. That's his. That's his life. That's what wow. he does. So he didn't know that I only lived two miles up the road from yes. from from the biggest ho- mental hospital in the UK, Beautiful. and um, he was like, "Oh, so who won?" Oh God! And I just looked at him. And I said, "You don't know." Who won? Like he just come from down beautiful on a spaceship. That's beautiful. Like, you've got you to re- you've know. got to respect it was, that. It was actually, and yes, it was quite yeah. beautiful. Actually. Yeah. That's wonderful. It was, it was, this was half past 11 this morning. Yeah. This man had no idea. And he said, she got in, didn't she? And I looked at him and I said, what? Anyway, we're not I want to I want to live in a world where I don't know what's going on in it. Because I, I think I genuinely think right, and not just about huh. I genuinely think <laughs> that if we that if we didn't have Twitter, because the first thing I do when I wake up is I turn my phone on. I look at my phone so bad, and I get my whatever comes. Normally my text comes through first, so I read yeah. them. Then I go yeah. to Twitter while my emails load up. Yeah, and do Twitter, then do my emails, Ooh. then I'll do the Facebook. Right, you're hardcore. And you're really hardcore. I am hardcore, Andrea. Yeah, you are. I am, and um, I just think. Why? Uh, why can't they switch off the internet? I know. Switch I know, it off. That's what people say. Just do you know what? Pop off for a couple of days. Switch it all off. And do you know what? What yeah. happened? You were very. What? You were very Hello? into the fact that you were not going to do Twitter, and you're back on I it. Can't, what, it's enticed it's, you back in. It's like crack, and I don't. I'm not being. I'm not being like flippant. It. it is like crack. No, I agree with. I've been, a, I've been an ex-heroin addict as well. Whoa, baby! Oh, baby, I can, I can, I can baby. Up. Yes. Well, the, for those who don't know, and I've not done crack, but crack <laughs> gives you an instant hit, and when it's it's like a, it's like a it's like a super high. It's an instant yeah. super high, yeah. and then you come down very very quickly. You go, oh, I fancy yeah. a bit more of that. <laughs> Boom, another rock. You go up, you come straight back down. Boom, yeah. and you can't, you can't, it gets to the point after two or three, generally, some people can stop, but generally, you can't stop. No. And that's why people will sell everything to buy these little rocks. And I that mean, is what Twitter is like. It's a oh, hit, you come back yeah. down, hit, you come back down. It's, it's Twitter, it's food, it's everything. It's yeah. just so annoying. Yep, yep, yep. It's so, Listen, so... Listen, I've got to move on. So what happened? Are you okay? Yes. Beautiful. Yes, Ian, I'm fine, but... The other thing is, yes. a real bit of a bummer. Uh-oh. Um, I live a minute from the tram. Yes. Oh, God. And I've been up to St. George's today to see a friend who's got a mashed up leg. Oh, my God. Who's, uh, your friend was on the tram. One or... of my besties, yes. And do you know what? He's already suffered from PS- PTSD. Oh, bloody hell. And he has only been, he's been working for about a couple of months. Oh, dear. And how bad is his? How bad is his leg? Well, mm, I'm not sure because I watch. um, I try not to. I try the 999 trauma docu's. Yes, (laughs) I try not to. Don't Um, tell me you think you're qualified because you've watched 999. 
absolutely Beautiful. not. I'm not qualified <laughs> in any. But I, I'm not sure. He was very, very good spirited, but that was the morphine. Um, I, and it's just one of those things that you know, you know, when sometimes things are etched, days are etched, and it's like I just thought. I had to see a psychiatrist to see if I could get the okay to go to a funeral next week. Then I had my assessment. Then I hear about my friend. And I'm just sort of raised drop. I thought, you know what? I'm just going to ring Ian and have a little bit of a lot of that's okay. Andrea? You know, if um, that's okay. It's fine. I'm going to send you my bill. That'll be £75. Our uh, therapist's hour is up. A therapist's hour can be anything between 40 and 50 minutes, guys. I should warn you that now, in case you ever go... I've, I've been there, I mean, where you sit in a therapist. They go, well, that's our time up. You go, no, 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 it's, I started at 12, so we've got... It's, it's 10 to... Yes, that's our hour up. That's 50 minutes, guys. Thank you, Andrea, and... Um, oh, bloody hell, what a day. 0344-499-1000. Katie, Dana and Alan, stay there, come to you after this. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Good evening, Katie. Hiya. Hey, Katie. Right. This has been like six years in the making, this phone call. Oh. But yesterday, I you came my time hop on Facebook, if that's what it's called. The, Say like, this memories. again. Say this again. What happened? What, you, no. Yesterday, on Facebook, you know when you have like the memories from like... What did you call it? Time hut? Time hop. That's what it's time, called. Oh, mine. okay. Right. Okay. Yes. Right. Well, you came off of mine from six years ago. Oh, what did I do? four pictures... Well, I don't know if I can say on the radio. Oh, God. But I'm gonna. Uh-oh. You approached me in Covent Garden... Yeah. ...and asked me for the dirtiest picture on my phone. What was that for? Well, apparently I was going to win a printer. Oh, flipping heck! God, blimey, <laughs> I, my, I, I missed a breath then. Yeah, that was, um... <laughs> that was for a PR thing... God, I really thought I was going to die then. Um, for I don't know, it was for Canon or something, and um, uh, and I don't remember because I did two of them. One we went to businesses, and one we stopped people in the street. And uh, yeah. I, I can't remember. Did you sh- did you have a dirty picture? Well, the caption because it was one of my friends that tagged me in the picture, and oh, yeah. she captioned it saying, "And I'm assuming it's your words. I think you're going to win. Nobody else has sent a picture. Show me a picture this dirty." Oh, I know. And did you win? No, I messaged oh. you on Facebook the next day. I said, I didn't hear anything. Oh. And you said, no, you came in second. Someone <laughs> sent a dirtier picture. <laughs> I don't... I, uh, there was a film crew with me, yeah? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. It wasn't just me being... being the, the, you know, because it could have been. Um, <laughs> no, it looked legit, as legit as it could be. I don't... I, I, do you know, I don't... I vaguely remember it. And I remember we went to sort of like an art gallery afterwards and displayed these pictures or something. No, you didn't. I think so. I remember there being a... Sc- I do remember... But I don't remember actually any... It wasn't like a sexual I, picture, was it? It wasn't non-sexual. It was like Gosh. me and lingerie. Blimey. And you showed it, it to a, me. I promise you. I promise you. I promise you. Weirdo. Like, <laughs> you weirdo. Why would you show oh, that to someone? A printer. <laughs> you wanted a printer. <laughs> Oh. No, you said to me, like, because I was like, right, so I was walking through Common Garden, yep. and I said to my friend, oh, my God, that's Ian Lee. Because oh. I used to watch, because I used to watch an early Devon O'Clock show when I was younger, yeah. and I used to listen to Shindiggery and oh, all blimey. stuff like that, 
And my friend, who I used to work with, he was like, you have to, because I'd obviously been always aware of you, but yes. I was, um, well, I was 22 when I showed that picture, but I'm 28 now, so I was quite a, a bit younger than the, a lot of people that knew of you. Yes. So uh, right. she was like... It's like, saying my, my it's like saying my mum used to be a big fan. I've had someone say that. My mum used to be a big fan of yours. <laughs> no, Bloody no. hell! So, no, so my friend was like, no offence to you, she was like, who? And I was like, yeah. Ian Lee and blah, blah, And I literally, the day before, listened to one of the podcasts, and it was about the sexual undertones of songs. And I really, like, it was like how creepy some was, of the songs were. Was that the one about the paedophile rock songs? Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. I remember that. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, and literally, I'd listened to it the day before. So I was like, oh my god, it's Ian Lee, blah blah. And then I was so excited. And then literally, well, this is gonna sound so weird. You could have said anything, and I'd have showed you anything on my phone. Flip so when you heck. were like, show me the dirtiest picture, because I was a little, and I was a little bit drunk as well. Hang on, that was, we did that in the morning, though, didn't we? I know, but I didn't know. I don't live in London, so I made when I was in London, I used to make a big day of it. Yeah. So you, but you make big day. So half past eleven in the morning, you're steaming <laughs> drunk. Some bloke that, 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 that hadn't been on telly for seven years and was taking a dirty cash job um, <laughs> approached you and asked for rude pictures and you showed them willy-nilly. Yeah. Wow. I, I don't think I just showed you one. I think you have a selection to go from. Well, I said, you said that. I don't, I don't have, you know, I've not got the collection with me anymore. I don't... I, I, I vaguely remember the job. I don't mm-hmm. remember. I'm really sorry, KD. No, no, no. I it's just because it's on my time hop, and I've been listening to you since you've been on talk radio, and I think, oh. like, I've got to call in, I've got to call in, and then I've been putting it off, putting it off, putting it off, and then yesterday when it comes to my time hop, I thought, time I've hop. got to phone in. And then you went in yesterday. No. So I had to wait till today, so it's six years and a day. Six years and a day. Would you, I tell you what would make this all the more complete. Do you listen regularly? I listen to the podcast every day, yeah. Are you a big fan of Alan Caddick? Oh, my goodness. Say hello well, to Alan. I wouldn't show Alan. Alan? Hello. Hey, Alan. Hip, Alan. Hip, hip, hip. Hip, hip, hip. What kind of cake? Mm, I'd have to go for lemon drizzle, Alan. Ah, oh, good choice. <laughs> she makes it sound a whole lot sexier than you do, Alan. <laughs> well, I was going for a trump cake. Oh, no! Oh, oh no! It's the first, the first use of the T-bomb. Steady on, we're trying to avoid that word. Well, the poo has hit the fan in America. No, it, forget, it's nothing to do with us, Alan. You're talking to Kate. This is why you haven't got a girlfriend, Alan. You're talking to Katie, who's quite wanton with her photographs, and you're talking politics. So I was okay, because I've stayed up all night, and I'm still, I haven't had any sleeping. I've cut him off, Katie. We're, oh, bless him. Uh, no, don't bless him. He's an idiot. We, we're trying to have... We're trying not to mention... Mm, oh, no. And he just mentioned... Mm, so, mm. he's gone. Gone. Well, KD, um, can I give you a tip? Mm-hmm. Don't show pictures of you in your pants to strangers when they come up I to you. I don't think anyone would want to see him anymore because I've had two kids. Oh, blimey. I'm growing up now. Well, t- grown up, 28. Oh, bless her! <laughs> oh, bless her! She's only little! <laughs> Uh, well, listen, I've I, I got six years in a day. Oh, blimey. Well, thank you for, for that, Katie. I enjoyed that, that little stroll down um, Facebook time hop memory lane. No worries. Take care, cool. Like Michael. Speak to you in six years. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye. There we go. She was nice, wasn't she? Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. We're going to try and do the whole show without mentioning, hmm. So, Caddick's already blown it. Let's see if we can get a bit further without mentioning it. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. 
Late night, Ian Lee. On air and off the loop. On Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. It's just, you know, everybody's going to be talking about, huh, now. And the effect it will have on us and the rest of the world. And what can be... Radio 4 did, um, most of their PM show was getting experts on to say, ask them what Hunt was going to do next. And they said, well, we don't know. But they stretched it out for 40 minutes. Well, we don't know. He could do this or he could do that. Oh, we don't know. And everyone's spoken about it all day. What else is there to say now? There's nothing. He doesn't become president until January the 20th. That's over two months away. If we're lucky, we'll all get nuked by then anyway. So it doesn't matter. So it's, it's over two months. What are we going to say? So, um, and I loved all the conspiracy theories. Did you see the conspiracy theories on Digital Spy last night about why I wasn't in? Because my wife was working nights and we couldn't get childcare, so I, I fancied a night off. I didn't even, I got the date wrong. I, originally, I booked the Monday off, and then last week I had to go, oh, no, no, I've got the date wrong, it's the Tuesday. I didn't even know it was the um, doodah. So, um... But then I would say that, wouldn't I? Because my Zionist puppet masters have told me to say that, haven't they? Huh? Haven't they? 0344 499 1000 is the uh, telephone number. Dana! Hip, hip, hip! What kind of cake? Lemon drizzle gay cake. Mm, oh, <laughs> lemony drizzly gay cake. Beautiful! <laughs> And I'm not doing a caddock. I'm not mentioning no. a... <clears throat> we don't need to mention... Mm. No, no. Everyone else is mentioning... Mm. Yeah, no, I'm not saying it. But what I did want to say, the Scroobius Pit podcast with you on was oh. just wonderful. Um, I listened to it this morning, this afternoon, um, while stuck on trains trying to get down to see my sister, and it, yeah, it's brilliant. It's a great podcast, so I... everyone go and listen to it. You're very kind. I probably talk too much. I tend to talk too much. Um, but you're very kind, and uh, Scroobius Pip is a gentleman. Oh, it's, I love him, and I, I actually bought his book today. Oh, it's good. Um, Have you read that um, yet, Cass? Did I lend that to you? Uh, it, it, the book is absolutely brilliant. I found it, it really uh, inspiring. It's, it's good. And I'm trying... Um, um, his his mum is, is my friend's boss. <laughs> so, brilliant. Um, and when he finished the book tour recently, he was at the library that his mum works at. Oh. And my friend got a wonderful picture for me of him waving at me, uh, to, uh, waving to me. I suddenly got this picture on my phone. Brilliant. And there's group, and it was just, it was just a, a picture just for me. It was wonderful. Pip yeah. is one of the nicest gentlemen. Um, and do you know what? I know, I, I kind of know, I don't know him very well. I've met him twice, but I know that if I needed a favour, I could probably give him a call. Yeah. And, and he would try and he would try and help. He's a, he's oh, a sure. thoroughly decent gentleman. Oh, it's wonderful. So everyone, go and listen. It's a wonderful podcast. Well, but, yes. And, and the Jeff Lloyd one the week before was really good. But um, but your one, was, yeah, I loved it. Yeah, I, I was going to mention Twitter. I have Twitter. Yes. But I can't work it. What do you mean you can't I, work it? I, oh, I can't do it. I'm old. I've tried. I've set, I tried to send you a message, and I don't think it ever went. I tried to send Kath one after performance ring. I've even tried to send Hassan one. So, well, who, um, hang on. Who are you on Twitter? Uh, Misfit Scully. How, how do you... Oh, bloody, you've got a silly name. How do you spell that? <laughs> um, so, M-I-S-F-I-T-S-C-U-L-L-Y. L-O-Y? No, uh, Misfit Scully. Hang on a minute. 
M I S S S C U. Yeah. L. Um, sorry, hold on. I've got to write it down. M I S M I S F I T. Yes, Misfit. S C U L L Y. Right. Uh, you haven't got a pick. You're an egg. Yeah, I can't, I can't work out how to put a oh, picture you, on listen, either. Right. This is what you've done, you prune. <laughs> right. First of all, you're an egg. Right. Yeah. You've not done the thing that I, I've, uh, three people have done this, right? They've ob- I've had three people follow me when they've obviously just opened um, Twitter. Uh, and I know they've just opened Twitter because, for their name, they've put their telephone number. Oh. Because, uh, obviously, when you... I, it's so years since I joined Twitter, so I don't remember. But you have to put your number somewhere, and they've put their number in the wrong place. And so I have very kindly phoned up these three people on separate occasions, gone, um, hello, you just followed me on Twitter. I should let you know you've put your telephone number up there. I'd get rid of it quickish. Yeah, ASAP. Right, so you've, so you've done that. But also your tweets are protected, so no one can see your tweets unless they're following you, and there's only one person following you. Yeah, which is my sister. <laughs> well, so no so one's going to see your tweets. So how do I get people to follow me, though? You have to un... Well, you have to be interesting. <laughs> and... I think I mean, I, I think I uh, can be interesting. Uh, yeah. And you have, yeah. to un- you have to unprotect your tweets. Oh, right. I will do that then, because it's like Hassan when he said, oh, get in contact. So I tried, and of course nothing's happened, so... Yeah, right. Absolute I prune. Or, or, Dana, and here's an option, right? Mm. You, you jo- Hang on a minute. You joined in June 2014. Yeah, but I've never used it until about a month ago. <laughs> right. You're following 26 people. Yeah. You've done 14 tweets. Yeah, it's only your, it's only your sister following you. Yeah. You could, you could get out while the going's good and delete that Twitter account. And have a life. You could be free, Dana. You could be free. That would be, that is something, I suppose there's that, mm, I've got to think, haven't I? I need to think way, way up the odds. You could be free. Oh, this is it. Maybe I could be the only person yes. out there that yes. actually then has a life. Yes, exactly. You don't need it, uh, Grey Egg. It's rubbish. <laughs> it is honestly, Twitter is utter, utter pony. And Twitter today is all f- full of um, self righteous people going, oh, everyone in America is an idiot. And other people going, aha, I told you so. It's just mean. You don't want to be part of that. No, but it's like I want to try and contact Hassan because he remember. I don't know if you you won't remember, but he said for me to contact him and he'd send me some like details and links. He did. He did. I do remember well, that. I well, I can't contact him. Well, so I'll have to. In that case, then you're going to do maybe, it. I'll have to. I'll have to. I'll have to dance with the devil for a little bit, maybe. Exactly. Thank you, Dana. Good luck with that, Kevin. Hello, Ian. Hello, you all right? I'm all right, Kevin. What you got for us? Um, yeah, I just wanted to run something by you that's really been aggravating me. Um, I live in Kentish Town. I don't, do you know Kentish Town? I do know Kentish Town very well, yes. I used to live uh, in Muswell Hill, and I would okay. um, get the bus from uh, uh, f- through Kentish Town on my way to Highgate. Uh, on um, my way to uh, Camden. So you'll know that, you know, that they're gentrifying the tits out of, out of the place, aren't they? Oh, yeah. I haven't been there for a couple of years. Are they? What are they? Have they still got that um, Irish pub in the middle of the roundabout? 
in the middle. Uh, no, that's in Tottenham Park. That's the Boston Arms. That's, yeah, the that's Boston, that, that, glorious place. So I've never been in there, but I've been past it. Okay, so Kendish Town. Sorry, yes, uh, uh, they, yes, they are gentrifying it, of course. They're, they're tightening up all the boozers. Yeah, and there's there's a beautiful old lady who lives in the area. Um, she's got bipolar, but she's not a pest. You yeah. know, she she but, talks to people in pubs. Yeah, and two of the pubs that have been tightened up recently have barred this woman from going into the pub. That's discrimination, isn't it? Surely. Well, uh, yes, it is. But, it, it I mean, it, 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 is she causing a problem? No, she, she talks to people, and I've seen, she, I've seen her talk Talking to people. Talking to people in pubs? No, 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 yeah, no, no. In a public house, yeah. We won't have this, Kevin, no! No. So, and I've seen her talk to some people, and they will just say, look, you know, I don't want to talk to you. Can you just go away? That's fine. She, it, it doesn't hurt her. She's fine with it. Yeah. But the people that have taken over these pubs yeah. are saying that she's a pest and that she does. She does she buy drinks when she goes in? George, all she buys is um, soda water. So she pays one pound ten for a pint of soda water. And how responsive is she? If I if I were the landlord, right? Yeah. And I could see her chatting away to someone, and that person looked uncomfortable. I said, look, look, love, you're welcome yeah, in. You can she have your stopped. fizzy, you can have your soda water, but don't talk to anyone. Yeah, she stopped talking to them. Oh, well, then that's mean-spirited, isn't it? Yeah, it's horrible. That's mean, it's yeah. Horrendous. That is, yeah. how do you know about this, Kevin? Because um, she's, a, she's a friend of mine. Mm. You know, she, she's a friend of mine, and she, she's told me about it, and... She won't go back into those pubs anymore. Now, know, and let me, let me, I'm just, I'm going to question you as though I was an inquisitor, Kevin. So don't, please don't be offended. But if you're offended, you know, tough. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Do you know, do, do you know that she's telling you the truth when she says that? Because sometimes bipolar people can um, imagine slights that aren't there. Well, she, oh no, she's been told she's not allowed in them. I've, I've contacted both pubs right. on Twitter. Oh, and they've, and they've said it. Yeah, the first pub said, the first pub eventually folded and said, um... You know, she can come in with a friend or something. But the other pub, the second pub, the latest pub that's done it, um, they've, they've acknowledged it, but they've not said anything about it, about changing the, you know, the... Oh, that's, um... That's, mean, that's mean-spirited. That's that's uh, that's thoroughly it's unpleasant. Horrible. She's a lovely old lady who, you know, I've lived here 13 years. She's always been here, you know. Um, there's nothing I can do about it. I know there's nothing you can do about it. I know. I just wanted to. Well, are you, you going to do anything about it? Are you going to take? I mean, you've spoken to them on Twitter. Are you going to take any further? I've been to. I don't know. I don't know how how much further I can take it. You know, I've tried out in them. I've tried shaming them on Twitter. You know, uh, but they didn't give us stuff, did they? No, no, not really. No. Um, um, that that makes me really sad to hear that, Kevin. That is, um, that that that's um. That's really mean. And I, I, I was thinking... She's the a other... lovely lady. She's a lovely lady. I'll try and get her to call up one night. Oh, You're please do. Definitely, you. Kevin. I'd love to have a chat with her. She's a diamond. Um, is there... I mean, I don't, I don't know. Is there a charity you can contact? Is there... I don't suppose yeah, they have. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. You know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. We're at a stalemate on it, aren't we? I don't well, know it sounds like it. And do you know what? If they want to say they can block someone, they can come up with any old excuse. If, they, if they're saying they're blocking her because she's a natter, well, then you've got, you, can, you can get them on discriminatory things. But it, it, it would appear that they're perhaps being a little bit uh, cleverer 
the, yeah. the, the, than that. And it's a shame because I was thinking the other day, I don't know if I mentioned it on the air or not, um, you don't get so many, in inverted commas, characters anymore like you used to get even 10 15 years ago you would get characters yeah absolutely you know yeah. when we were kids we would perhaps cruelly call them the local loony but yeah um yeah. you know the, 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 as, as i grow older and realize that you know everybody's g- g- carrying their own burdens you know that, that, that these are these are sometimes these are troubled people or, or unlucky people and um yeah to hear someone being treated like that that's um that's a poor show yes yeah. Well, well, how, well done, you, Kevin. For oh, this is sound patronising. So I'm not even going to finish that <laughs> sentence. I'm not going to finish that sentence because it would have sounded patronising. Okay, yeah, yeah. So up yours. Okay. Um, All right. <laughs> and you. <laughs> uh, if, if, listen, if she wants to call in, she'd be more than welcome. Yeah. We I'm don't turn anybody well. away here, so she'd be very, very. If she wants to come and chat to people, she's more than welcome to come on the air and chat to me and and and, and my listeners. And do you know what she loves. She loves. She loves a phone call. I'm going to put her right on to you. Oh, hang on a minute! Don't because what? What? What if I? What if I end up blocking her? Are you going <laughs> to launch a Twitter campaign against me? <laughs> Is the um the um uh what's the pub next to the forum called? Uh, that's that's. That's one of the pubs that barred us. Oh, is it? Oh, blimey, in that case we won't go there. That's parted up now. It used to be a gig venue, but it... now it's just a gastro, you know? Hang on, whoa, 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 hang on a minute. I got that. I got that. that... There was uproar about it, you know? That, I didn't know that. I, that, was the, that was the last place I think I saw Frank Sidebottom perform. I performed there in bands. Oh, uh, yeah. That um... venue was awesome. I saw Frank Sidebottom there just before he died. And um, what was brilliant was Chris Seavey was stood at the door selling CDs and stuff, and no one recognised him as Frank. It was a joy. <laughs> oh, they've got rid of that, have they? Yeah. Oh, fun. that is well, you, that f bomb you dropped was uh, was aptly placed. That's awful. Yeah. Oh well, well Kevin, yeah. the award that for most depressing phone call. This area. Sorry. That was probably a totem of the decline of this area, you know. Well, yours has been the most depressing phone call so far, so thank you very much. (laughs) Sorry about Uh, that. No worries, mate. Nice to talk to you, Kevin. Thank you, mate. Okay, thank you. Cheers, bye-bye. Oh, no, I used to love that room. Oh, I played in there. That was a great room. Flipping heck. If they got rid of that, where is there for, for... Kids in bands to go and make a lot of noise. That's outrageous. Paul, stay there. I'll come to you after the news. 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. I'm Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. Across the UK, online and on DAB. Access all radios. Talk Radio. Give it some lip. Talk Radio. Oh three. Four, four, four. What does that mean? Okie dokie. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. We're trying to give you a break from hmm, and not mention hmm, at all. We're not doing so badly so far. Kyle, Paul, Dean, come to you after this. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. I don't care for China. Japan's far too small I've rumbled the Rio Grande I hate Asia Minor I can't bear Bengal And I shudder to think of that awful stink On the road to Samarkand It's really hell, that dreadful smell On the road to Samarkand But 
I like America. I have played around every slappy, happy hunting ground, and I find America okay. I've been about a bit, but I must admit that I didn't know the half of it till I hit the USA. No likely lass in Boston, Mass, from passion will recoil. In Dallas, Texas, they talk of sex, but only think of oil. New Jersey dames go up in flames if someone mentions bed. In Chicago, Illinois, any girl who meets a boy giggles and shoots him dead. But I like America. It's society offers infinite variety and come what may. Give me a holiday in the good old USA. I've loathed every acre from Can to Canton. I also deplore Bombay. I've jeered at Jamaica and seen through Ceylon and exploded that myth of those flying fifth on the road to Mandalay. I'll never miss those blasted fifth on the road to Mandalay. But I like America. I have traveled far from Northumberland to Zanzibar, but I find America okay. I've roamed the Spanish Main, eaten sugar cane, but I never tasted cellophane till I struck the USA. All delegates from southern states are nervy and distraught. In New Orleans, those wrought iron screens are dreadfully overwrought. Beneath each tree in Tennessee, erotic books are read. And when alligator stud through the Mississippi mud, sex rears its ugly head. But I like America, its simplicity and its passion for publicity. And come what may, I shall return someday to the good old USA. It's been a while since I've heard that, and knowing Noel Coward, I was uh, waiting for some horrendous r- racialistic um, slur. There wasn't one in that song. Thank you, the master. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Yes, Dean. Hello, Dean. Um, I phoned out to talk about my dog. Don't a wee on my favourite cushion. Dean. Have you ever lived in Langley? No. Have you ever been a spy? Many a time, but uh, not for a profession. You never killed a man in China? No. Do you, I'm going to ask... this not next yet. Que- This next question is going to sound weird. I'm ready. Do you have a penchant for black ladies? A what? Okay. You sound really like... Dean, you sound really like a caller I used to have called Dion. I am not him. You do not sound like him. But he was a spy that could never talk about the missions he'd done in China where he'd kill people, so it couldn't be you. I'm not him. Where do you live, Dean? 
I'm only asking. That's uh, a little joke. You can't. Thank you very much, Dean. Uh, what have you got for us then, Dean? I want to talk about me dog down for a wee on me cushion. Go on then, buddy. He's down away on me cushion. Uh oh. Down on it. Yep. Got it all on me t shirt. How. How do you know it was your dog that did it and not you? Um. Mm. Mm. Went to the toilet, come back, it was there. How much have you had to drink tonight? Not enough, probably. <laughs> um, well, have the dog put down. Oh, I can't do that. Or take the dog for more regular exercise. He gets enough. Well, he obviously doesn't get enough if he's peeing all over your your um, furniture. He's got one of them nice faces, Ian. He's um, Sorry? he's got one of them nice faces. He's uh, he's a gentle soul. He's um, he gets away from bloody murder. Uh, and your t-shirt is wet. Yeah. How? Wet by the bloody dog, isn't it? Yeah, the dog. Yeah, you, you, the dog. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Oh. Uh. Not quite sure what you want me to do about it. Don't know. I was waiting for you to come out with um, something funny. No, it's a very serious issue. It is. So we can't make light of this. Of course we can't. No. Have you cleaned? No, I'm still wearing the T-shirt, I wasn't talking about the T-shirt, I was talking about the cushion, Dean. I've leaned on the cushion. You've leaned on it. Sat on it. You've sat on it. But it's it's bowled me back. So your back has got dog pee on and your first thought was to call me. Exactly. Thanks very much, Dean. It's been an absolute pleasure. Paul's on the line. Evening, Paul. Hip, hip, hip. What kind of cake? Uh, Gay, obviously. Of course. I love you. Paul, I've yet to make up my mind about you. <laughs> so I'm not going to... It's it's uh, uh, unrequited at the moment. Uh, no, instigated by you, but that was the other night, and uh, I apologise for taking you off on a tangent that you were uh, willing to go on, but that's not why I rang up anyway. Okay, peace and love, man, peace and love. How are you? Um, I've got really bad indigestion. What from? Food. What food? Um... Just, just, well, no, no, rubbish food. I've eaten rubbish food today, and I did so well, and then so I got in the car to come to work, and I thought, well, I've done really well. I'll go and back the garage and buy a load of stuff, and I'll go home, and I'll hate myself. The cycle will be complete. Oh, mate, the I'm the same. Do, 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 yeah. Yeah, so you eat healthily for a day, and you reward yourself by um, yeah, yeah, yeah. overindulging. No, 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 I don't reward myself. I punish myself. <laughs> I, reward, I, I, I use it as a reward. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. yeah I, and I'm just getting fatter and fatter and fatter, and everyone goes, "Oh, you don't look fat." Oh. No, I do look fat. Here's, uh, do you want to hear? Do you want to hear the truth? This is the embarrassing truth, right? Go on, go on. I can't bend over. This is this is true, right? I can't bend over to tie up my shoelaces anymore. Uh, I have to sit sit down and lift my leg up. I feel your pain. What is that? Me. What is that all about? Do you want to feel a little bit better? Yeah, go on. How heavy are you? Sixteen four. Yeah. Same as me. I'm 5'10". Hey. <laughs> what are we going to do about it? Oh, mate, I don't know. 
Those Paul McKenna hypnotic CDs <laughs> work for a day, yeah. but that's it. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's got anyway, to be a complete restructuring of our lifestyles. It does. And that's yeah. what it's got to be. It's the only thing it can be. Yeah. It's just too easy to do the wrong things, though, isn't it? Yeah. it is. yeah, yeah, yeah. Too, way too easy. But I've had no coffees today. I've had no lattes. I had a, a what do they call it? Um, an Americano with a dash of milk. So I'm cutting okay. lattes up because I'll have two or three lattes a day. Well, that's flat white. That's well, flat white. That's that's kind of similar um, calories. Look at me. I'm looking at calories is now. It? Yeah, is a, it? A, a, like a medium-sized latte in, in Costa or something is about roughly 240 calories, and a flat white is about 225. Whereas is an Americano oh. is about seven. Okay. So yeah, that's, that's something, isn't that'll it? Help. That'll help. Yeah, that'll help. Won't it? Yeah, absolutely. Won't it, guys? Please? <laughs> <sighs> anyway, go on. What you got for us? Uh, oh, I don't know if this is any interesting or not. Kids, kids are supposed to be the problem. We're supposed to be fed up with kids, aren't we? And kids always getting things wrong, and they're the problem. What? I'm in a hotel tonight, which, yes. as you know, is the only time I can ever ring up because my wife goes to bed early. Yeah. And I wake up when I talk to you. Um. I sat in the restaurant tonight in the bar. Yeah. I had a lady to my right, yeah. over 50, I'd imagine, yes. I don't know, yes. um, on her loudspeaker, not on FaceTime, having a conversation on her loudspeaker on her phone. Yeah. Oh, God. In isolation, not was she doing, a problem. Was she doing that thing where she was holding the phone in front of yeah, her? Yeah, yeah. Full what apprentice. is that? Every, yeah. Full apprentice, you're right. Everybody does that. that and, and, everybody, and my boys do it. And I go, no, no, no. I have to teach my boys to, to hold the phone and put it to their ears. Put it on speakerphone. No, that's not how we use a phone. They hold it in front of their mouths and say, what the bloody hell is that? I can't think of a single conversation I have during the day that I could no. safely share in public. No, not at it's all. ridiculous. <laughs> um, then on the table next to me, I've got a guy who... Obviously, everything he had to say was far too important, so he couldn't finish his food first. He had to say it at the same time as he was eating, <laughs> which drives me nuts. Absolutely nuts. Yeah, yeah. And then, further over in the corner on the left-hand side, a lovely um, couple, again, in their, you know, older than I am, let's put it that way. Silver-haired lovelies, fully into it. Fully Sil- silver-haired lovelies. I, I've, I've read that magazine. <laughs> I'm sure you have. Yeah. Um, <laughs> They were snogging, lip-smacking, which is, you know, go for it or enjoy yourselves. But then put their favourite song on, on loudspeaker, on their phone. What? I know. Hang on a minute, Paul. Are you sure you weren't on the top deck of a bus? (laughs) I might as well have been. This is outrageous. Yeah, it is. It's not right. I'm glad you're Well, well... I was sort of ringing up for some reassurance. Well... Me being the curmudgeon I am. Hang on one second. In McDonald's... Yeah, uh, McDonald's is the food equivalent of the up uh, top deck of the night bus. Really, <laughs> at, at any time of the day or night. So, so McDonald's I don't is. Know, I wasn't in McDonald's though. Oh, no, I was in. The, I'm in the hotel bar. Oh, wait, what? Sorry, yeah. Where was, was the McDonald's the, coming from? The equivalent of the bus thing, exactly what you said. Right. Okay. Right. Yeah. Right, so, right, right, sorry, right. I was trying to bring it back to. Yeah. You bring it. Bring it on back to quote um, the the S Club Seven. Oh, this Very is good. in a this is in a hotel. Oh no. Oh, worry, do you know what it? I would have done? In the same way that I called um, Nigel Farage a winker tonight. Oh, uh, and by the way, well done. I know. Char- <laughs> so childish. <laughs> And fair yeah, play, Ed right. carried on the professional he was, but I just couldn't resist it. Something inside me went, I just went, wake up! 
But um, I would have done. I would have stood up. I would have. I would have um, put my cutlery together. I'd have got my table together. I would have stood up and I said, "Right, you learn how to use a phone. You two, that's romantic." But turn the song off. You can do it upstairs when you go to bed and you're humping and bumping. And you, you're either eating or you're talking. You're not doing both. I'm out of here. Then I would have dropped the microphone and I would have moonwalked out of there. And then I'd have realised I left my wallet in there and I'd have had to have gone back and I'd have had my hand on my face going, nothing to see here, nothing to see here, nothing to see here. That's what I would have done. Yeah, see, I just pretended nothing was happening like a proper uh, true Englishman. Um, Hotels yeah. really do attract the scum of the earth. Thank you. <laughs> well, yeah, well, um, and those people were scummy. Uh, anyway, I don't get the I don't get the phone thing. I t- and there's another thing as well. People do, with the, with they have the earphone in, but they're still going full apprentice. That doesn't work, does it? Because the earphone has got a yeah. microphone in it. Yeah, without one, you don't have the other. Yeah, and then I saw yeah. a guy. I saw a guy yesterday in his car. And he he was doing he had the the earpiece in, and he was doing the phone conversation, but he was chewing the microphone. So he was like, really? in his mouth, and he was sort of talking like that. With a, and I thought the poor bugger that's on the end of that, I've got to listen to him chewing his microphone uh, off. This this might be a bit of an oblique reference, but a bit like listening to Sarah Jarvis, Sarah Jarvis on the uh, um, Jeremy Vine show. She's terrible for lip smacking. Oh, it's awful. I'm afraid um, you have uttered the uh, curse <laughs> of um, Vine, and we have to say good evening, Paul. Good evening. Good evening. It's the curse of Vine. Um, and, and that applies to anybody. If anyone wants to um, uh, uh, bail out of a phone call quickly, just uh, say the name of Beelzebub, Jeremy Vine, and we'll cut you off. No questions asked. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Kyle, you better get ready, buddy. I'm coming to you after this. Unmissable late night radio with the original king of unconventional conversation. Make contact with Ian Lee. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. We've done well so far. Only one mention of huh, and that was Caddick, and he doesn't really count. And he got booted off. We're trying to do the whole show without mentioning who, because there's no point in mentioning who. Everyone else will be going, who. What are you going to say? What are you going to say? Oh, it's good. Oh, it's bad. Oh, I'm happy. I feel sad. Am I in love? I must be in love. Kyle! Evening. 0344-499-1000. Standard rate could be free if it's included in your inclusive minutes. And we call you back. It's a bargain. Mm. Still need to get these earphones wiped because um, Farage was speaking through them earlier on and I can feel his hatred seeping into my brain. <laughs> well, I had a couple of things to ask you your advice on, if that's all right. Please do. If it's matters Great. of the heart, I'm your man. Uh, well, so one of them yes. was, I was thinking, I was reflecting on Jonathan's call on Monday evening. Yeah. Uh, and I've thought about coming up with a counter-organisation. Oh, now, this is an organisation arm. Yeah, I've, I think I've got one, but I don't want people to, like, make me look stupid. OK, well. Cut. Are you all right to give me advice? Yeah, go, 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 yep. OK, so I'm, I'm going to call it Kyle's Unified National Troopers. Okie dokie, I see what you've done there, Kyle. Is that, is yes. that acceptable? Yes, or? yes. 
Moving on. Move, nothing to see what? here. Nothing to see here, guys. Nothing to see here. <laughs> it's fine. And then, but look, we were you, look at you chuckling at yourself there. Look, you know, <laughs> the facade. Look, there he goes. Another one. Another, <laughs> there's another one. Look, they've all coming out now. The facade has dropped, and potty mouth Kyle um, <laughs> dropping the K bomb, and he's having a little chuckle to himself. I can't help being called Kyle, can I? You can't help being punched in the nose by me next time oh. I see you, can you? Sorry. Well, she got. But the other, the other bit was uh, so there was a bit of a light. A bit. Of Hang on a minute. Ed's Twitter. coming in. Ed's coming oh. in for a couple. Of, there we go. Ta- thank you very much, Edward. Yes, Kyle. No, so it's sort of there was a bit of a discussion going on towards the end of your show on Twitter. Yes. And I know you don't really like doing the old sort of eighties chocolates and things, but I was pointing out to people that when I was at school, you know, in the eighties, you yeah. could get a five fingered Kit Kat for 20p and people were disbelieving me and then that foreign girl who called in right i don't know her name so this is hang on this is a, so hang on a minute hang on a minute hang on a minute hang, hang on a minute nothing 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 mm. you can't do that so this was a conversation on twitter when uh monday night right so a conversation you were having yeah on twitter yeah on monday night mm-hmm about a topic... Uh, we mentioned topics, but that wasn't the main one. Fair play, I set you up for that one. OK. About a subject that we don't talk about on this show. In fact, we make a point of highlighting we don't talk about this subject. Oh. You've now... called in about. I feel like I've embarrassed myself. I'm, I'm you, sorry. you have. You have. You have. I haven't got the papers, otherwise I'd... Um, Catherine, I think I've got... The, I threw the papers on the floor. <laughs> I did. I don't know why. Because um, there's a made-up story in the papers about chocolate today. Have you seen that? Oh, the Tobler. They're, they're down there. They're making the... Um, the I, well, I didn't think they were my papers, so I threw them on the floor. Now I realise they are my papers. Chop, chop. Come on. Doing a radio show. I need them because I'm doing a radio show. I'm talking to Carl. I'm trying to, make, trying to save this call. Have you seen the front page of the Daily Star? Uh, no, I it's, don't often read it's it. It's brilliant. <gasps> it's brilliant. It's, a, it's an advert for a carrot. It really is. It's actually right. an advert for a carrot. What, what, why is it an advert for a carrot? No, it what, is. Richard Desmond? No, no, no. It's, it's, it's an advert for a carrot. What, on the front page of the yes. Daily Star? Dreaming of an amazing Christmas? Look inside. Every day amazing, and then it's the name of a supermarket. That's genius. Uh, why do you... Oh, what, because of snowmen? What? I don't understand. The carrots! But you can have other seasonal veggies, surely. Toblerone, the... The, oh. um... Bramonas... And the left-wing liberal elite... And the mainstream media... Um, by the way, and I don't, listen, you know I don't, I'm a man of peace, Kyle. Mm-hmm. How mm-hmm. much do you want to punch Piers Morgan in the face now? Well, he was, well, we're not talking about that. No, we're not, we're, no, quite, no, we're not, we're not, we're not. He was quite irritating last night. Toblerone. This one for the Bramonas. Bars <laughs> increase gap, mm-hmm. lose weight, but keep price. <laughs> 
Who gives? Who cares? It's a Toblerone. Who cares? You only get them when you come back from airports anyway. Well, that's the thing, because I'm not, apart from, obviously, parties, you gorged on them, but like, I'm not a massive fan anyway. I always look at them, three going through airport, thinking, I'm not going to buy one. I'll buy a bottle of Bailey's. I like, I like, I like, and I'm not a racialist, as you know, but I do like the white ones better than I like the brown ones. Oh, now on to on to Toblerone. No, I'm j- I do. I like the white ones. I like the big giant white ones you get from the airport. But what? And why do you just like spear your mouth well, you got, you when got, you bite on them? Spear mouth. You you break the bits off your prune. What have I been doing it wrong all these years? Toblerone has been blasted for stretching the gaps between chunks. It means bars stay the same length, but way less. Here we go. Who makes Toblerone? Uh, oh, I'm tempted somewhere. Well, I suspect it's Switzerland, but it's probably not, is it? It's probably Switzerland? The whole country makes Toblerone? Are you well, nuts? I don't know that. It's um, Mondelez. But you can't say that. Sorry? Mondelez. Like Mondelez. Makers, Mondelez... Um, who bought Cadbury's... Who are Mondelez? Where are they based? Abroad. Who bought Cadbury's and enraged fans by messing with their products, said costs of ingredients had risen and they did not want to hike the prices. It's because of Brexit! Do you know what? It's, It's the bloody EU. That's what it is. One customer complained, if you were really that concerned about customers... You'd have consulted them, you slags. Another said the new version of the one... Guess how old um, Toblerones are? 1946. That's a year. I said, guess how old they are. Anyway, you're wrong. 108-year-old bar looked like a toothless comb. A third added the joy was always in breaking off one triangle at a time. You can still do that, you muppet. But why would you... Oh, yeah. Hang on, hang on. Oops, hang on sorry. a minute. Hang on a minute. Mm-hmm. Hang on a minute. Okay. Hang on a minute. Um, Robert Haig of consultancy brand finance said, they don't seem to have the previous owner's reverence for traditional confectionery. Oh, stick it up, you bum. Well, well you can't stick it up, aren't you? Here we go. You? Well, you could do. Oh. The firm told the son... The change was not a direct result of Brexit, but said the pounds exchange rate was not favourable. It's Nigel bloody Farage! Well, you know they're uh, shrinking walkers as well now, don't you? Thanks for calling, Kyle. Cheers. Um... And then they listed some other chocolates that have done some rubbish things to it, including um, including chocolate orange. I never got the point of chocolate orange. The, the only good thing about chocolate orange is when you, you smacked it on the table so that it fell apart. It was one of those chocolates that um, you would eat and cre- it'd be the last ones left over on Christmas and you'd eat it and you could eat a few pieces and, and the cho- you could make the chocolate taste outweigh the orange. But if you had like four or five pieces, the orangey taste became too strong and you, you, you couldn't beat it. You, uh, and you... Uh, horrible stuff. I'm, I'm about to throw to a break. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is Talk Radio. 
The Wild Man of Late Night Radio is back. Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. 0344 499 is the phone number. Now's an excellent time to call in. The phone calls kind of always drop off um, between about quarter past 11 and a, a, a quarter to 12. Um, as they do. I think we're doing all right. Doing uh, a show. Oh, a bit of a yawn there. bit of a yawn. It's funny, you have one night off, right? Uh, I was uh, I had all plans of what I was going to do last night once I put the kids to bed. And you know what I did? I got into bed myself, did some pottering around on the computer. My eldest climbed into bed with me and uh, I fell asleep. That was it. That was my night. That was my night off. Knackered. Could do a little bit of work, a little bit of work. <sighs> that was it. Then I woke up and I, I I put him into his bed. No, I put him into his brother's bed because his brother was in his... Very complicated. And then I was woken up about one o'clock by... <laughs> that was it! My youngest came in, right? Daddy, can I get in bed with you? I was going, who is this? It's me. I was going, who is this? Who is this? Who are you? He's going, it's me, Daddy. <laughs> Poor little thing must have been terrified. Literally, I was, and he was climbing over me into bed. And I'm going, who are you? And I was trying to look, and I couldn't see. He's going, who are you? It's me, Daddy. It's like, okay. Yeah, sure. I didn't have a clue who it was. Isn't that funny? He's trying to squint. Who is this? Poor boy. Ay, ay, ay. Ian! Hello, sir. How are you? I'm good, thank you, Ian. What you got for us? Another pearl of wisdom. You may remember I rang you last week about the way to win the apprentice. Uh, yes, you um, sneak down when the phone rings. You answer it and you yeah. go and meet Sh- Lord Sugar yourself. Correct, Amanda. Yeah. Another one for you. you know, you've been talking about Nigel Farage a fair bit tonight. Surely, if he doesn't like Europeans, shouldn't it be Farage, not Farage? Well, no, it is pronounced. It's pronounced like um, garage, so it's Farage. It's Nigel Farage is is the actual correct way to pronounce it. Yeah. Well, people say Farage, don't they? Well, yeah, but, you know, people say all kinds of things in relation to that um, rather unpleasant gentleman. And um, uh, I, I heard that he was angling for a late night show here. I don't think so, buddy. Um, he's been on. Uh, he's been on another. Um, he's been on another station. No, he's been on LBC, then. and he's awful. Not only is he awful because he's got poisonous, toxic, divisive views, but far more importantly to me, he's a rubbish radio presenter. And he's doing decent radio presenters. I could name a dozen decent radio presenters right now who aren't working, and it's gobshites like him that are going on spouting their poison and doing intelligent, clever people out of work. You're not a fan then. He's awful. I think no. he's. I think he's. He's broken this country. Yeah. Oh, I definitely. He's made prom well. He's. Uh, he's obviously been making promises on the back of Brexit, not been able to deliver. He's just. He's. He's just a liar that. Um. That. That survives and feeds on hate and fear, and um. It, it, you know everything he did for in, for Brexit was simply to further his own career. That's it. That's it. Yeah, but what career, though? 
well, whatever his career is, I don't know what it is. He, he wants to get into the media. I don't know. So it's all about greasing his own back pockets. And right. um, the, the, the broadcasters like him, and I'm, well, no, because he's not a broadcaster, and neither is Hopkins. They are paid to sit in front of a microphone and talk, but they're not broadcasters. They haven't got the skills or the technique or the artistry that's required to be a good broadcaster. They are SH1T stirrers, and that is it. And sitting, <laughs> sitting behind a microphone for two hours a week, spreading poisonous bile, does not make you a broadcaster. No, it's just... It, I mean, when it comes to the likes of, like the guy, um, Kate Hopkins or whatever, it's just a case of... It's just personality and whatever. Like, it doesn't make it good, does it? She doesn't have personality. Well, I've not listened to her, so I don't know. Like, but... Oh, I've listened to her. I, listen, you know, but if I'm going to slag someone off, I'm going to listen to them first. I've listened to her. She's lousy. You know, she, the, A, her views are, are, are toxic and appalling, and B, she's just a terrible radio presenter. That's the that's the thing that really gets to me, is she can't present radio, but she'll be there earning a lot more than I'm getting for this. And, mm. you know, that's the thing that annoys me about her. Aye, yeah. Uh-huh. No. Aye. No. Another one for you. Yes. You talked about um, chocolate bars before. No. Oh. Kit Kats. Aye. Yeah, which is better, four fingers or the chunky? <laughs> well, yeah. <sighs> um. No idea, man. Um, Go if you want. Okay, all right. Bye bye. Thank you. He's gone. Um, I feel very uncomfortable doing old sweets and stuff, but I'd also feel, as I get older, I feel more and more uncomfortable telling, um, uh, you know, people to that what they're phoning in about is rubbish. <laughs> I don't know. I feel <laughs> uncomfortable doing that. I don't know what the right thing to do is. I just don't know. So, um, we'll see. Uh, well, should we play Francis, Francis Rossi tomorrow? We, we haven't played that yet, have we? We've got Francis Rossi to to, uh, to play. Um, we'll, we'll play that tomorrow at some point, shall we? Uh, team, if you want to give me a call, 0344-499-1000 is the um, telephone number if you want to give us a call. We're trying to do the whole show without mentioning... Mm. Simply because we've had a a year. The campaign's been a year, I think. And he's not going to get sworn in until January the 20th. We have got so much more of this stuff to come. You know, so much more of it to come. And you know what? It'll be all right. It'll be all right. It'll be all right. So, 
we're trying to avoid it tonight, if at all possible. And I think we've done quite well so far. We, we must be. We must be the um, first radio station to uh, not be talking about that. Mm. Oh, here we go. This, this, now, this is this um, sums up my life today. Because I don't really watch TV anymore. I don't watch TV. It's boring. But um, I was flicking through my magic internet box today, trying to find something to watch. And I started with... Um, well, it, I thought it was a documentary. It was labelled under documentary. Misleading. It was a one-woman show. It was... Um, who's Princess Leia? Carrie Fisher? Um, Carrie Fisher doing a one-woman show called Wishful Drinking. And it's about her being a being a boozer and, and, and being nuts, as she describes herself. I thought, oh, this might be... Uh, but it was a little bit too American for me, and and there was it was in front of an audience, but there was obviously they'd beefed up the laughter a little bit. There was a little bit beefing up the laughter. It sounded like um, Happy Days laughter. And I thought no, so I gave that ten minutes. And I thought no, that's not for me. Then I started watching a Beatles documentary, and the first five minutes were really good. It was footage of them at um, playing the Manchester ABC. I'd never seen it before. They'd never seen the footage before. And then there was like a generic Mersey Beat song. And I thought, ah, ah, they've got the footage. They haven't got the license for the music. So I gave up on that. Then I started watching what I thought was a Japanese horror film. I was all over the place. Um, as I started watching it, I worked out quite quickly. It was an American remake of a Japanese horror film. What was it called? It was about ghosts coming in through the internet. And the Japanese version got 6.6 on IMDb. The American version got 4.2. So I stopped that. And then I thought, right, the next thing I settle on, I'm going to settle on. Because otherwise it's I'm going to be here all day and I can see this whole life being wasted. And I settled on a film called... The informant, the infiltrator, the interceptor, the interloper, the in the interceptor. <laughs> the um, it's got um the dad from Malcolm in the Middle and Breaking Bad in it. Brian Cranston. It's Brian Cranston basically playing a two-hour. It's basically Breaking Bad, but in two hours, right? And if I'm honest. I didn't understand it. I didn't understand it. It was two hours and seven minutes long, right? I didn't understand what was going on in it. And I got an hour into it, and I thought, I might as well... And it's boring, and I didn't understand it. And I thought, I might as well stick with it. It got confusing for me when it had the Asian gentleman, very famous actor who proposed to the posh one in the new cold feet. You know the gentleman I mean. Very famous actor. And he was in it. Art Malik, that was it. And he was in it as a bent banker. 
And it's based on a true story. Right. Here's the thing. Right. You ever seen Fargo? You know Fargo's based on a true story. Yeah, no, it's not. It's not. It says at the beginning of Fargo, based on a true story, and it's not. They put that there as a joke. Right? So now, whenever I see, based on a true story, I think, uh, is it? Is it really? And so I watched this whole film, not really understanding a single thing that was going on, and thinking, this is really far-fetched nonsense. Basically, Brian Cranston is an undercover copper. He goes undercover, has dealings with Pablo Escobar, and um, then he gets married to his other undercover copper, but the wedding is a, is a sham, so that all the bad guys are in the same place at the same time, and the cops come in and bust them. And I was thinking, this is rubbish. This would never happen in a million years. And then the film ends, and just as I'm about to turn the TV off, you get the pictures of the real people that were in the film. Didn't look anything like Art Malik, the real guy. So you get the real people, and I'm just like, oh, it was real. But I didn't understand a single thing of it. It was really, um, it was really boring. And that is now two quite boring films I've watched. Well, I watched about a quarter of the um, Oasis supersonic rubbish. Everybody, um, last week who recommended a film to me, I asked for films about men trapped in boxes. Okay? Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. And someone recommended La Cabina. Right? An Italian film about a man who goes in a phone box and the phone box shuts and he gets stuck in it. Right? Everyone said, 30, only 35 minutes long, Everyone said, watch it, watch it. You will be terrified. Watch it, watch La Cabina. It is frightening. It's on YouTube. Watch it, watch La Cabina. It will terrify you. And so I watched it, and it was rubbish. It, It was not terrifying in any way. And it was just it was just rubbish. And I'm thinking, when does it get scary? It was silly. And then the end was a bit, oh, that's a bit weird. But it it was rubbish. So everybody who suggested I watch that, and I will be going through my tweets, um, my Twitter history, and finding everyone who recommended La Cabina, um, delete your accounts, please. Delete your accounts. You don't... You, you you don't deserve the mouthpiece of Twitter. You don't deserve you don't deserve to to speak to me. Recommending wasting my time. It's fair enough sending me a tweet, and that wastes like a second of my time, right? And if I reply to it, and I think of something clever, it's that wastes like four seconds of my time. But to actually recommend a film that I then watch, and it wastes thirty five minutes of my precious time. I could have been, I don't know, I could have been preparing the show I'm doing on Sunday, which I've not prepared yet. I could have been doing that instead of watching La Cabina. Rubbish. In fact, I'm going to go through Twitter now and name and shame them. 0344 499 Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Let me um, read a roll call of shame. Paul Burrows... Dave Dogface Boy, Christopher Harris, Serial Underachiever, 
Ben Hall, Sean C, Peter Stoneman, Garlic Toothpaste, and Lino. Delete your accounts. They all recommended. Um, nah. It was terrible. Anyway, th- th- to the point of the newspaper story that I was going to. By who is by it's um, who's our favourite science correspondent in the Daily Mail? Colin Fernandez. You know, and I'm not even joking when I say this. You know, when you go to a story and it says by Colin Fernandez, science correspondent. You know, a it's going to be brilliant, and b not going to have any science in it whatsoever. And Colin Fernandez does not let us down. Here's the headline. Searching for what to watch on TV wastes year of your life. (laughs) Oh, Colin. It's one of the chief irritations of modern life. No matter how many TV channels there are, we can never find anything we want to watch. And thanks to the vast amount of choice, this endless channel hopping to find something worth viewing takes up 1.3 years of your life. What? 1.3 years. That. I don't believe that. I, I, I don't believe that. On average, we spend 23 minutes each day choosing what to watch on TV, a study found. All right, yeah. Today I spent over half an hour trying to get to that film, trying to find that film. So maybe Fernandez is onto something. I apologise for um, steaming in. Let's read on and uh, let's get to the science. It revealed, this is the study, that 44% of viewers questioned spent at least part of their day trying in vain to find a show that piqued their interest. Oh, I like the word piqued. Not quite sure what it means, but it's it's a beautiful-looking word. P-I-Q, U-E-D, you idiots. Among the hundreds of options available, channel hopping for 23 minutes every day would amount to 474 days or 1.3 years over a lifetime, the study said. And traditional TV channels are not even the only option. No, of course, because some of you suckers have got Netflix and Amazon and um, hooky boxes that allow you to watch films that are still at the cinema. How is that allowed? Around 34% of subscribers to internet on-demand services such as Netflix and Amazon Prime said they could never decide what to watch. Well, part of the reason is, unless, of course, they're advertising with us, in which case it's all brilliant, a lot of it's guff on there. It really is. And uh, I said this before, Netflix really does make us lower our expectations of what a good film to watch on a Saturday night is. However, the US study, it's Americans not us, found that although these subscribers spent more time hunting for programmes, they were happier with their choice when they did actually find something. Well, how does that work? I'm being distracted by the picture on the other 
page of um why do they do this why 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 do they do this it's theresa may's first trip abroad i think well first like proper trip abroad that's not europe as prime minister and she's dressed up in all the native gear in it she looked bloody stupid she's walking along with a fella and you can see his nipple never i I don't think it's ever appropriate to show a nipple to the prime minister um and she just looks really uncomfortable why does she have to do that why i don't understand what it's like when prince charles goes and dances with zulus when you see a policeman smoking a spliff at notting hill i don't get what i don't get i don't get what that's about there was no place for her kitten heels. Oh, mm. Mm. As t- I can't do a very, you know, um, like really camp gay men. Oh, I can't do it. I tell you why. Again, going back to this film with Brian Cranston, there's a bit in it where I, where he looks quite camp, and another guy thinks he's gay and tries to grab him. Right, and I thought, oh, if I had to, if I had to play camp gay, like seventies camp gay to escape because he's doing this to to keep himself alive right um and if i had to play 70s camp gay to survive i can't imagine a situation where i would be in where i'd have you know oh oh, all of that i can't do that i can't do it i sound like um um les dawson when they were doing the women over the fence oh i can't do it i'll have to practice i'll have to practice my um camp slightly offensive homosexual man gonna practice that oh oh hot arcada can't do it has there ever actually been a gay man that's been like that i don't know oh arcada has has a gay man ever said that please call in because you're listening to a man having a breakdown um, there was no place for her kitten heels as Theresa May visited a Hindu temple in Inja yesterday. As a mark of respect, the Prime Minister went barefoot in a sari to the ancient Sri Someshwara holy site. But she did manage some rather natty nail polish to offset the bindi she'd been given. <laughs> They're writing it as though it's important. It's not important. We should go back to India and, and um, take it over again. And do you know what? At the moment, anything, anything is possible in the world. If if Theresa May came back and said, "Yeah, we're going to go and invade India," I, you know what? I go, "Yeah, probably." That sounds about right. The religious dot is worn by Hindu women on their forehead. Mrs. May was in Bangalore, and didn't we have a lovely time the day we went to Bangalore? which has become the country's IT sector hub on the final day of her trip to Inja to drum up trade. And she dressed up like it. And I don't, I mean, are we going to get more trade because she's made herself look like a wally? It's that thing in it when you go abroad and you're like, you're like day three, you think, oh yeah, I'm like really in with the natives. I feel actually quite ethnic. I'm gonna go to local market, get some ethnic stuff. You get like the, the um, tight necklace made out of beads, 
and you get like a tie-dye shirt. I don't know, and a, a, a hooker pipe and all the... Oh, I'm ethnic now. Why don't you walk where that... Where I can go to Southall or something, or Slough. You know, where there is a big Indian community. She could wear that there. She won't bother wearing it there, will she? She'll be wearing her kitten heels. Well, there's no pleasing some people. It's going to be a long night tonight, isn't it? Oh three. <laughs> Four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. If you want to give us a call, you'd be more than welcome to. We're trying to do the whole show without mentioning mm. um, you know, and the phones are going a bit quiet. Maybe you want to talk about mm, but ah, do you know what? I don't think there's any need to. We've got another hour of this, and if you want to take part, you're more than welcome to. And if you don't want to take part, ah, it don't matter. I'll sit here and just go through the papers and Kath can come and join me for the next hour as well. How's about them apples, guys? 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. My name's Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. I'm reminded of a song I meant to play you, a brilliant song, right? And I'd forgotten this song existed, right? And this is the joy of iPod Shuffle. This song popped up in my um, uh, playlist at the weekend, right? I'll play it to you in a minute. It is quite simply the best rock and roll song ever. It's by Kiss, but it's absolutely brilliant. I I, had it, I played it six times in a row, and I was in hysterics every single time. It's a work of genius. We'll dissect it in a bit. Another hour of this to go. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. We're trying to be the only radio station in the world right now that isn't talking about huh. And so far, we've done pretty well. But you know the score. You guys can call in about anything. Pablo! Hip, hip, hip. Hip, hip, hip. What kind of cake? Um, lemon drizzle. Thank you very much indeed, Pablo. What have you got for us? Um, just for man-in-box-type films. Yes. Um, Be very careful, because the suggestion of La Cabina came from a lot of people who are now dead to me. Yeah, I think sometimes it, it, you, you can kind of form the bandwagon of a film being foreign or specifically Italian often, meaning that it's good, which generally isn't the case, I find. Yes. Um, but anyway, th- this one, yeah, there's a bit of licence given. It involves men going into cupboards, uh, which is a kind of box. Um, Very thin, uh, It was a film called Skeletons. It's uh, it's very good. I don't know if you've heard of it. Why are they? Do- what do you mean they go into cupboards? Well, the, the premise is basically the the exorcists. But what they do is they exercise people's right. kind of skeletons is and their clothes. So any men trapped in boxes? Well, they, thank they- you very much, caller. Outrageous. Flipping it. Why is so? Why is it such a difficult concept to grasp? No, oh, it's men going into cupboards. What? I, I, I actually want men in boxes and they can't get out. Watch Buried, starring um, uh, Ryan Reynolds. And watch the other film that's on Netflix, starring... I don't remember what the film's called, I don't know what the man's called. But it's half good. He's in, a, he's in a box in the boot of a car. He wakes up, oh, 
I was Gosh. Flipping, oh, flipping and I'm what I mean it's dark. I, mean, the, I can't oh, get gets up and bangs his head and he's like I mean but then he hears a voice. They've left a CB radio in there with him. There's another another man going, Where am I? Where am I? Cause, uh, and there's numbers. Numbers counting down. It's brilliant. Oh no, I couldn't watch that. Oh, it's very, very I tense. Don't. Do you not like tension? I don't like confined spaces. No? No, I would be holding my breath all the way through that. Yeah. Thing. Ooh, can't. Great. No. Catherine and I had the um misfortune of spending eight knicker, four quid each, on the poxiest haunted house. <laughs> You know, at the fairground, right, they have the ghost train. And, and, and you don't see them very often, the haunted house. I've not seen one since I was a kid. And when we were at the uh, MCM Expo, yeah. we, there, was a, there was a fairground. And we went, oh, look, there's a, a haunted house. And you went, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not effing going in that. I, I was dressed not. as, bear in mind, I was dressed as Velma. From and I was dressed as Shaggy. And I said, put your fag out. Come on, I'll pay. <laughs> no. And I paid. It was eight knicker. And all the way I was going, I don't want to do it. I really don't want to do it. I don't like them. I don't like... But there was there was nothing in there. I know, but I still... Can't I don't think it was turned on because you could see monsters, but they didn't burst out at you, which mm. they were supposed to do. Yeah, they had And also, of... it was so poorly constructed that the daylight was seeping through the walls. <laughs> there were a few bungees to trip you up. There's a lot of bungees. The best bit was when I went to scare you, <laughs> but I accidentally scared the couple in front of us. <laughs> yes. And every time you did that, every time I screamed, you would kind of delayed scream a bit further on from it that. It was. And, then, and we went on a ghost train in Edinburgh, didn't we? And that yeah. was Pony. I know, I still didn't like it. Utter, I mean... I feel a real terror. But yet, when you go to a real haunted pub... Nothing. You're cock of the North. <laughs> yes. Jerry! Hello. Hey, Jerry, how you doing, man? Doing all right. I was a bit, a bit worried then, because you could Cundy and the other guy. You should be worried then. Yeah. What you got for us, Jerry? People behind the door. Oh. Mm. Listening. Are they? Tell them to naff off. You're all right, Ian. Am I all right? Yeah. I'm all right. I got I got really bad indigestion today. That's good. I've just I've just seen a two-day-old pizza. I don't think so, don't I? Yeah, I've I've got I've got I've got to work something out about this weight thing. I don't quite know what, but we'll get there. We'll get there. I have a beard. Sorry. Right, the beard. Uh, yeah, well, the beard. I'm. I'm. Um, I don't know. Maybe it'll stay. Maybe it'll go. I just don't know, Jerry. I just don't know. Right, do you want to tell you a little update? Yes. CQC have been out. Brilliant. What did they say? They're taking a report. They're keeping an eye on the place. Yeah, good. Uh, company might just come round. Yeah. They've apologised. Good. There we go. That's, that's that's something, isn't it? Yeah. So, that's my fault move. I don't really want move because I've made a progress since I've been here. Yeah. Some bad places. Some bad places to go to, that's so all the bad ones. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You, you, you don't want to get booted out or anything. No. So I think we'll, we'll leave it at that. Got Parkinson's UK coming out tomorrow. OK. Come and have a chat with me. So, have a couple of milkshakes tomorrow. Beautiful. Yeah, get treated like the king again. Yeah. Um. So they've apologised. You happy yeah. with that? Yeah, that's all I wanted. I'm happy. Where are we, Catherine, in terms of getting the um, the lady that runs the company to come on? There's no way she's going to talk to us until they've finished their report and now the CQC are involved. I, I bet we won't. Um, do you want to just send I her a little... I'll contact her and say, look, we know this is what's going on. Yeah. The, the invitation's still there. Yeah. 
And actually, it, it looks as if she's been really active. Yep, yep. So, there's no point trying. I went to, I went to the second command in CQC. Yeah. And to the second person. Good. And they're wrong. Well, look, you know, the most important thing is that you and the other residents get treated with a bit more consideration. That's it. Yeah, that's what I do for the other people. It's a bit, bit fragile at the moment. Yeah. yeah. A rough couple. A couple of days, like I said, the other day was going to come on, but it just wasn't coming around at all. No, I know. I'm just trying to think something funny at all. Well, are, are they being better with you, really, Jerry? Yeah. Good. I'm not just saying Jerry, that. is there um, a warden with a gun pointing at your head. Don't say yes or no. If there is someone with a gun pointing at your head making you say this, cough once. And if there is no one there, cough twice. Oh, but there's a big Indian ripping the sinks out of the washroom. Right, let's get the, let's get the fuzz around there. <laughs> Quick. <laughs> um, Jerry, listen, I'm glad... Um, I'm glad things are going in the right direction. I'm really glad they've apologised. Yeah, that's all I wanted. Yeah. Okay. Can we, can we all right. Well, listen, yeah. we'll, we'll speak to you soon and we'll still keep chasing them, all right? Thanks. Nice Take care, you guys. Take care. Bye-bye. I told you very quickly, and this is really... I, I'm going to... I was unsure whether to talk about this because this is a really hard concept to explain, but the situation with my mum, mm-hmm. right? So, brief update. So, my mum's in a care home. She's been in a care home for, for I don't know, 10 years, something like that. And um, because she had £100,000 in savings, she was an excellent saving, and she had a house that was worth £250,000, mortgage paid off, she had to pay for her care. And um, uh, as of earlier this year, it was about just under six grand a month that she was she was paying. And um, she was rapidly approaching the £23,500 threshold, right? And so when you get you, you reach that threshold, the council should take over the significant portion of the pain. Independently of this, last year, me and my sister um, went to the council to complain that mum hadn't been assessed when she went in and that she was she should have been assessed and that had they assessed her properly, the council would have classed her care as something slightly different and they would have funded the entire care, meaning mum wouldn't have spent £350,000, just shy of, right? And so we took this to to um, the council last year and we failed at the first hurdle and so you go to the second hurdle we failed at the second hurdle we're basically, so the, your local council assesses it, then the second hurdle, another local council assesses it and then the third hurdle, an independent body assesses it and we got to the second hurdle and we failed and we were both so dispirited and it was so crushing, we just went, oh, we can't do this anymore. This is obviously a waste of time. Let's just stop. And we didn't go to the third hurdle. More fool us. Because I was going through my mum's bank account today, right? Because now, as of August, uh, after me kicking up a stink, the council are going to take over um, paying £700 a week and my mum's going to pay £200 a week, which is fine. Okay. And I, I've, I was so kind of relieved that had happened. I hadn't looked at the fine print and now I've looked at the fine print, I've realised that what they're doing is, it's not the subsidy that you get when you reach the £23,500 threshold. It's the money that we were trying to get last year. Now, now, that should be a cause for celebration, but it isn't. Because there was a legal cut-off point of last year of when you could get that money backdated. And so now they will only give us this money, they will only pay this money 
from when I went to them, hmm, uh, which which in their book is August the 16th. It wasn't. I went to them loads of times before, but that was the time they, they said. I remember I you trying several times I tried, I, I tried loads of times. Kept going back to them over a period of a year. Um, so they've stitched us right up. Because she's got more money than 23500 We didn't quite get to that threshold. She's got more money. And I realise that they're not interested in how much money she's got. They've, they have now given... And I realise this is complicated and a bit dull. But they have now given her the funding that if we'd have won our case last year, Mum would have got all of the money back mm, that she'd spent. It's infuriating. Isn't it? And do you know what? And I'll say this, because I don't mind saying this. Um, I have 40 grand of her money in a secret building society. Completely illegal. I don't care. Um, in her name, in her name. And we were really umming and ahhing when she was reaching the threshold. Do I declare this? Do I declare this? And, it was, I, was, and I was seriously considering. It wasn't illegal, actually, because it was in her name. Um, I was seriously considering not declaring that money thinking, well, they may not check everything. And then when it got to the push came to shove, I bottled it. And I went, oh, and I put the money in and I declared it and all of that. And um, I'm now thinking I didn't need to declare that money. They would never have looked for that money. That would have been 40 grand that she would... And, and she, you know, she doesn't need the money, but she wants, likes to buy clothes and likes to, you know, buy presents for her grandchildren and stuff like that. And I feel... She's a grown-up person. You don't have to justify Totally... That totally stitched up and now me and my sister and my mum have to i'm not going to tell my mum about it because she wouldn't be able to grasp the concept of it but um we've had our pants pulled down and been rogered by the council royally they've totally played us they've totally played us and they won and they won and that really annoys me my mum's out of hospital um but i went and saw her the other day in hospital i couldn't stay very long because she was um she was out of it and i don't I'm hoping it was that she had a chest infection. I was hoping it was that, but I'm not totally sure. I mean, it was funny. I was laughing at her and laughing with her. But we were in hospital and I went and saw her and she went, all right, Ian, um, can you take me over to the clothes? I said, what? She's in hospital bed. Said, take me over to the clothes. I said, why? What clothes? She said, well, we're in Marks and Spencers, aren't we? She was adamant we were in Marks and Spencers. Well, better and, than hospital. Well, yeah, and I kept correcting her. And then in the end, after 20 minutes, I didn't. I went, oh, they've closed the clothes department now, so we're just going to have to stay here and wait until it opens again. Oh, bugger, I wanted to go and buy a new dress. And it was the weirdest thing. It was the weirdest thing. Anyway, the councillor screwed us. Councillor won. Well done, guys. Hip, hip, hip. You, excellent. I hope you sleep well in your beds at night. Of course you will, because you have no souls. 0344 499 David, come to you after this. The radio show for people who know the best part of the day is the night. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. David! Hello. Hey, David, what you got for us? Uh, well, it, it's, it's more of a way of an apology, really. I don't know if you remember that I rang in uh, last week. Um, give me, I, need, I need a little bit more than that. Uh, David Babcock, paranormal investigator. Oh, David! Yes. I do remember. Yes, you, you spoke to us when we were in, um, what's it called? The Dirty Mare. <laughs> the Bait Hall. The Bait Hall in Macclesfield, yes. It was something like that. But I, I just wanted to really come on because uh, a lot of my friends were li- listening that night. Uh, you know, Alan Gregory, um, a lot of them. And uh, they, they all said that I sounded really dour and really like a stick in the mud. Um, well, so, this, so no, to... maybe, maybe, maybe it's my turn to apologise, David, for um, 
and trying to gently, gently make light of your paranormal investigatory activities. Yes, well, well, I picked up on that, but but regardless, regardless, I'd like to make amends by well, I, well, I've prepared a, a bit of a song. It's not long. Is that right? Um, is it a spooky song? Uh, no. Okay. Okay, then away you go. Yeah, sure. So, shall I shall I crack on? Please do. Hang on. Babcock. 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 David Babcock. Well, well, you get the idea. Bit more, bit more. Oh, heck. Hang on, I need to reel the tape back. Uh, hang on, here we go. Uh, Babcock. David Babcock. I don't know, I've not got this far. Just freestyle, man. Freestyle? Yeah, go on. Let, let loose. Well, like, right. oh, oh, no, hang on, hang on. Hang on. Uh, I like ghosts. Well, some of them. Paranormal investigation is the game. Babcock is the game. It's, it's not gone well, has it? It's, it's, it could have gone better. Yes. But um, I think what you've done there, what you've illustrated so perfectly, David, is actually writing a song is, is a lot harder than it sounds. I'm no Paul McCartney. No, neither is he these days. Well, he's not, is he? I mean, did you see him at the Olympics? Have you ever had the willies put up you? <sighs> you've never... Know, by the way. You've never seen, um... I mean, how many ghoulies have you seen? Well, I, I came I came, I came, came onto this phone call with good good measure, and, yeah. uh, you know, if you want to drag it back into that territory and, and d- disgrace the, the name of paranormal investigators, then, you know, feel free to do, do that. Do you but wake I, up I, in I, the morning I, and find a lot of ectoplasm on your sheets? David. Do you want me to join in? David, did you get yeah. that succubus? <laughs> but, well, I, I don't understand why, why you would, why you would let me come song. on in. I've got a song. Go on. Oh, yeah. David Badcock loves to touch the ghoul. Is David Badcock? He's had Bab-cock. the will. Babcock. He's had the will. He's right up him. David Badcock. He loves ectoplasm on his face. David Badcock. Badcock. I'm Bab-cock. talking about David Badcock. Babcock. David Badcock. Babcock. He bombs ghosts. Disgraceful. <laughs> That's slanderous, and I will. Yeah, well, I haven't got any lawyers, but if I had, can't slander. They'd be right up. They'd be right up. Yeah. <laughs> can't slander the dead. I'm not dead, am I? Do you threaten to kill him? That's a little bit much, Kath. <laughs> I distance myself from that death threat. I apologise for that, Mister Badcock. I, I certainly don't want you Babcock. dead. Babcock. Anyway. <laughs> Thanks. So, I f- every now I forget that I like Kiss. Mm. Right? Kiss are a fun band. They're a really fun <laughs> band. <laughs> what made you think of Kiss? Um, th- this song popped up in my. Um, uh, <laughs> are I- they floating above your bed? Well, have you never seen the the movie they made? Kiss meets the Phantom of the Park. No. Oh, it's awful. Um, they weren't given any lines in it. They just roar. 
Gene Simmons roars. And uh, Peter Chris's voice is dubbed over. Anyway, um, so this song popped up in my um, my uh, iPod shuffle the other day. Mm. And I, it's such a good song. I listened to it six times in a row. Now, let me a little bit of history. That's a bit weird, right. mate. So Kiss released about three albums, right? And they didn't really sell very well, but they were playing really big concerts. And everyone's scratching their going, well, hang on a minute. We're not selling many albums. No one knows who you are, but you're playing really big concerts. I know will release a live album. So they released a live double album and it went multi-platinum, huge. Was it really live? No, 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 hardly any of it was live. In fact, I think it was all pretty much done in the studio. It's called Kiss Alive. <laughs> then they released a couple of albums. Then they released another album and then they thought, well, and that album didn't do as well. They thought, oh, let's do another live album mm. called Kiss Alive 2. <laughs> but they didn't have that m- much more new songs. Mm. Th- they, they were still playing the same set. So... They had a couple of the songs from the first album, a couple of new ones. Then they had a whole side, a fourth side of the album. They couldn't put live stuff on, so they recorded some extra songs. They wrote, they just tossed these songs off, right? You're not going to tell me one of them is called Babcock? No, 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 no. One of them's, both two songs came up, actually. One's called Rocket Ride. Oh, dear. Baby loves to ride, baby loves to ride. She wants a rocket ride, she wants a rocket ride. Baby's on her knees, baby wants to please. Oh. She wants, and I think, I think that when Ace Fraley's singing rocket, I think he means penis. I think he might, yes. I think he means penis ride. Hang on, let's just have, let's just have a little listen to, to that. Hang on a second. Oh, play song, yes. So this, is, this is the better of the two songs I'm going to play, right? This is quite. This is the romantic one, right? Oh, sounds it. Here we go. Likes the way I make you feel inside. (laughs) Here we go. Singing about his penis. Gosh. There's another song on there called Larger Than Life. Is that again about his um I don't know that one. Let me have a little I bet it is. <laughs> oh, I do love Kiss. It sounds like a Gene song. This will be a Gene Simmons song. Here we go. Right there. Yeah. Well, you think you've seen it all, baby. You can't believe your lies. What you heard were lies. My love is too much to hold. Too much to hold. Yeah. Boastful. Oh, oh dear. What you've seen, you've seen, you won't believe your eyes. My love is much too much to hold. Again, I think yeah. he's talking about. Let's just get to the chorus of this. And I'll tell you a funny story about this in a minute, I think. Here we go. We're not lies. 
There we go. It comes chorus. Ready? My love is larger than life. Gosh. about Gene Simmons. There's a website, there used to be a website in the 90s where groupies would go and post stories about rock stars. Mm, what kind of stories? Nice ones. And um, there were lots about Gene Simmons mm. having quite a small penis. Well, that's what I was about to say to you. That was the sound of a man overcompensating musically. There's another song on there called Any Way You Want It. Don't know what well, that's about. again. Right. But here's the one, right? And this song is utter genius, right? And, oh, it's called Rockin' in the USA, right? right? And there's a period in, in rock bands in the 70s. First album was great, because it's the songs they've been playing for 10 years on the circuit. Difficult second album. Well, no, second album, they've got a few songs left over, they're not quite as good. Third album, they're spent. Pony. So it's all about riding around in aeroplanes and staying in hotels hotel and it's brilliant the third album of any rock band it's all about hotel rooms right because their fans can... this song's called rocking in the usa and it's about them it's got the best lyrics right it's it's about them traveling around the world right playing all kinds of concerts but the the place they love to rock the most is rock is to rock in the usa and they're describing the world, and they've been to all these places. This is based on a true story, right? And listen to... I think this is a Gene song. Um, the, the poetic way he describes some of the most beautiful countries in the world. Let's have a listen. Welcome to the USA. This is... This is Already he's totally alienated his fans. I'm flying in a 747. All right, fine, that's okay. Doesn't make sense. Okay. His guitar can't wait. He's excited, he's flying home. Does he mean his guitar? France really had the chance. Is that? Boom. Of course there was. France really had the chance. It doesn't mean, mean there was anything. Plenty romance. There's plenty romance. Okay, okay. Well, let's see what else you got to say about France. I've been to England too. There wasn't much to do. Now that's rude. How dare he? I've been to England too. There wasn't much to do. Got the brush off a lot, I bet. France really had the chance. There's plenty romance. romance. Been to England too. There wasn't much to do. All right, okay. Mm. Well, let's see where else he goes. One thing I know is true. There we go. He wants to rock in the USA, okay? It's rocking in the USA. The worst I'd rather stay. But he's been, he's not just been to France and England. There are other places. You got it. Okay. You got it. Okay. Japan is one of them. Let's see, Japan let's see what Japan, okay? Made me feel like a man. No, no, no. Tried it on with a man. No, shut up. Here we go. Here we go. Where? German land. What? 
Germanland German was really neat. Why would he say Germanland? But why was Germanland so neat? Because um, they eat a lot of meat. Oh, you've heard this song before? Japan had lots to eat. Japan had lots to eat. <laughs> <laughs> Germanland was really neat. Japan had lots to eat. Well. And Denmark was great, but I just can't. Denmark was great, but I just couldn't wait to get ra- back to the USA. <laughs> Denmark was great. It's good, look. You know what's hurtful about the Denmark thing? Yeah. There's plenty to eat there, too. Yeah. I mean, uh, the, ja- the Japanese are quite sparing with their food. Yeah. And I've got a feeling that might be... This might be the repeat now to the end of the song. I don't know if there's any more country. I thought they mentioned Sweden. No, well, that's it. We've got 36 seconds to fade out of that. <laughs> I mean, it's taking the mick, isn't it? Lazy. Etc. Etc. Best and so on. Best song ever. <laughs> Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. You know, um, you know this classic. This is great. The chorus. I really love you, baby. I love what you got. Oh. Let's get together, we can be hot. Oh, God. No time tomorrow, baby. Today. Yes, of course. Girl, I can make you feel okay. <laughs> Just okay. <laughs> no place to hide in, baby. No place to run. Here we go. A bit weird. You pull the trigger of my love gun. Oh, give over. Not <laughs> that way. It's going to fall off the way he messes with that. <laughs> Flipping love gun. You know it's going to be more of a water pistol. <laughs> love is, that, gun. is that Gene again? No, that's Paul Stanley. Paul Stanley. Paul Stanley, love gun from the album Love Gun. Gosh. There's another song called Lick It Up as well. But What's anyway. that about? I d- <laughs> they are funny. I do like Kiss. They are a very... Uh, they're a very funny band. I mean, they're, 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 uh... Hey, Paul, let's write another song. Okay, Gene, what should we write it about? Our what? dicks. <laughs> should we write about our dicks? Yeah, nice one. Okay. <laughs> yeah, let's write, um, let's write songs about our dicks, yeah? What should we call it today? Mm, passion potato. <laughs> no, that doesn't work. <laughs> they, okay, last one, last one. Because no one's calling. I might as well do this. There were a famous um, group of groupies called the the plaster casters. Oh, I've heard of these girls. And they would go around and take plaster casts mm. of um, rock members stars. of the band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kiss did a song about it, <laughs> and it's a crack. Just from the unplugged. Sessions. This is a great song. Ba-na-ba-na-ba. Ba-na-ba-na-ba. 
Here we go. Baby's getting anxious. Oh no. We're getting late. The night is almost over. She can't wait. The teens are complicated. My is in her hands. There's no more waiting. She understands. The plaster's getting hot. Etc. It's just. It's just. Um, oh, funny. What did they do with all the um, plaster casts <laughs> in the end? There's um coat hooks. Um. <laughs> there's a brilliant. I. There's a brilliant picture online of one of them. It wasn't Pamela Desbars, was it? I don't think she was one of the plaster casters. She was a very famous scrubby. There's a picture on the internet of of one of them surrounded. Jimi Hendrix did it. I think Keith Moon did it. The druggy ones. Mm. Kiss did it. Um, I think they tried to do Peter Talk, but he couldn't get it up. Daniel O'Donnell? Don't think they've got O'Donnells yet. That's 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 Still like the, the, the Penny Black. That's the one. That's the one everyone wants to get their hands on. <laughs> the O'Donnell. The O'Donnell. Uh. I need to get some Daniel O'Donnell from a collection of dicks. <laughs> Anyway, that's... Um... But it seems a shame not to put them some practical use, doesn't it? Well, you could... The, the thing is, you could actually use... This is genuine. You could use them to make rubber phalluses, mm. and then you could be like, you can have sex with Jimi Hendrix. Oh, I was thinking more of, like, a dipper for the garden. Oh, for goodness sakes. If people don't call in, this is the filth you get served up. <laughs> I don't think they mind. <laughs> Go on. So the Hulk's escaped. Which Hulk? Ginger Hulk. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not in any way taking the Mickey out. Of one of the lads that escaped from Pentonville Prison. Not in any way whatsoever. His nickname's the Hulk. He's Ginger, and I'm that is fine. There's nothing wrong with being Ginger. Hey, I've got two. What are you talking nephews. about? They're beautiful. Exactly. I mean, this is a dangerous man, right? Escaped con Matthew Baker. Which one's he? The burglar or the um? posted a string of photos from jail showing how he bulked up in the prison gym. Oh. Fair play. They escaped using dummies and bedsheets tied together. Here's what I think. Right, that's standard cartoon behaviour. Surely that's training standard. Do you want to hear my theory on mm. this? They're still in that prison. They are still in that prison, right. waiting for the time to escape. Where are they hiding? I don't know. Maybe under the floorboards? Uh, or in a wall? Okay. Might want to try looking there. Screws. Anyway, he's been sending, like, Facebook posts. Oh, has he? Let's get one thing straight. To anyone who wants to say anything behind my back. Anything with a K? Aye. Oh, dear. I know your names and where you's living. Believe me, we'll meet again one day. And I don't forget nothing. Just remember that yous know who yous are. We can't change the past, but we can change the future. That's true, that. And I will kill you. Oh. Catherine Boyle, it says here. 
The 28-year-old, who fled his cell on Sunday after using a dummy to fool jailers, spent hours working out after arriving at Pentonville on remand last year. Well, it goes to show that the prisons are working. Exactly. Nothing more to do than pump off, is there? He displayed the results in his muscle-bound snaps, the first posted on Facebook on October the 23rd, 19 days after his conviction Can I have for a look? attempted murder. Can I have a look? There we go. He's a bad lad. Oh, he does look like a bad lad, doesn't he? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Impudence. Carry on. Baker, now the focus of a huge police hunt, went on to exchange messages with relatives using a smuggle, smuggled, dirty, smelly mobile phone. <laughs> Thing is, you can't get dirt out of the keys. If it's like a Nokia, dirt gets in those keys, brown dirt gets in those keys. Wouldn't they cover it up for them? Have you been using the phone? No. Let me smell your fingers. <laughs> <laughs> and also there's a bit on your ear oh god um, in his final post on October the 26th Baker who faced a sentence of up to 35 years this Friday hinted his escape plot was already underway he said we can't change the past but we can change the future I will find you Boyle and I will destroy you well you say that Last night, his Facebook page set up after his Crown Court conviction on October the 4th was taken down after the sun raised the alarm. Good good for those guys. Let's do um, Billy, then we'll have a quick break. Yes, Billy? Hello, Ian. How are you? I'm good, thank you, Billy. What you got for us? Good. Uh, well, first thing first, performance ring was fantastic the other week. Really, really enjoyed it. Oh, nice. Well, now I know you are, Billy. You're, you're uh, performing at the Christmas one. I am, yeah, and thank you so much for that, because uh, I did feel a little bit guilty about somehow pressurising you and uh, getting me on board. No, 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 not at all. It was, I felt really bad, because I sent out an email to some people that was perhaps, was in my head, was really, really clear. Then when I looked at it two weeks later, it was actually not that clear. So I apologise for um, for for maybe leading you slightly up the garden path. But I'm glad it's all sorted. Yeah, excellent. No, good news. I'm really looking forward to it. But you know the lad, you know the lad who was the, he was the comedian who, had the, who wore the dressing gown over his head? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought he was. I thought he was really good. I thought, yeah. like, he was quite clearly felt as though he was probably dying on his backside. But I, I, don't, I didn't patronise him outside because I saw him outside and I said to him, "I think if you take ownership of that messing it up, it'd be brilliant." Because he was—he reminded me of that Galifianakis. Like, I, I know what you he, mean. Yeah, I thought he was you know really I mean? funny, and I was really. Um... I was a little bit surprised to find out that he was quite disappointed with it afterwards, and he was obviously quite upset, and that's fair enough, you know, each to their own, but I thought it was... Uh, I mean, there were a couple of, like, his balloon bursts and stuff like that, but I thought he was funny, and I... I well, that was I, brilliant, though. Yeah, <laughs> and it, I suppose what's interesting is, it, 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 is it's a completely different experience for the person that's up there doing it, and, and you know, we all enjoyed it, and we all thought it was funny, um, but, yeah, he obviously was a little bit disappointed, or significantly disappointed with the way it went. I, I, I think you're right. I thought he was brilliant. I thought he was really, really funny. And, and you know, uh, uh, if he wasn't really, really funny, I would say, I thought there were some bits that were... But uh, he, he, I was laughing out loud at him. I thought he was great. Yeah, I was. I yeah, felt bad because I got his name wrong. Because I'm reading down on this bit of paper that's got everyone's names in the wrong order. And the first time I said it, it got his name wrong. But anyway, anyway, I thought he was good. It was. It was good. You know, you know you're here to serve us, apparently. I'm here to serve you. As, as a psychopath once told me in an angry email, Ian, <laughs> you are here to serve, my love. Well, I was listening to your podcast the other day. You know the uh, the Brexit bombshell? Oh, yeah. I, I was properly laughing out loud. I thought it was absolutely brilliant. Oh, but. <laughs> but. You know, you know, um, 
I've, I've had an idea, and I think you should do it, but I know you won't, but I think you should. It'll make okay. you recall in horror. You should do a road trip with some of your best callers, and the first person I would pick straight away would be Jonathan. Oh, God. <laughs> and film it and put it on. It would be amazing. So... That's my suggestion. Thanks for calling, Billy. (laughs) Take care. Bye-bye. That's never going to happen. Late night, Ian Lee. On air and off the leash. On Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Doing a very serious programme about an escaped convict and and people are being very cruel on Twitter. Please, um, what is it Limmy always says? If someone says a slightly rude tweet for him, he says, I'm coming off Twitter for a little bit. Please respect my privacy and my family's. (laughs) Bacon, oh, I see. Bacon bad. It sounds like Breaking Bad. It doesn't. It bacon bad is on. I got the um, Brian Cranston autobiography. Did you? Yeah. Does it mention his boring film that you wasted your life? Might watching? do. I hope it mentions. I hope there's like half of it is about Malcolm in the Middle. Did you ever used to watch that? No. Oh, that was brilliant. No. That was absolutely brilliant. Hilarious. You don't like clever American sitcoms. I tried to get you to watch Community. I did watch Community and You didn't like it. it. I you, did like no, it. No, you didn't, because you said, I bet at the end of, end of it they all learn a really important lesson. I went, no, 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 no. No, exactly. That's what I said when I started watching the first one, and then I realised that wasn't happening, and I enjoyed it. One of them in Community is aware that they're in a TV programme. How's about that? OK, well, you're still talking bum. You don't like... Have you ever seen Seinfeld? Larry Sanders you've not seen? I don't like... I don't like Seinfeld. It's okay. It's intelligent um, American comedies. Do you like Kirby Enthusiasm? Yes, I love that. Do you like Larry Sanders? Mm, Not watched it. Okay. And you've not seen Malcolm in the Middle? No. Malcolm in the Middle is brilliant. You never watched Arrested Development, did you? No. Malcolm in the Middle is brilliant because it looks like... Watch The Cosby Show. Exactly. And you fell asleep during it, and then when you woke up, you were in your bed in your... <laughs> That's terrible. Naked. That's terrible. Exactly. That's how Cosby operates. Actually, that show inspired me to buy lots of silky pyjamas. She was... Beautiful. Uh, was that Felicia Rashad? Yeah. Yeah. She was... Yeah. And Lisa Bonet? Yes, also. Um, uh, Lisa, Lisa was boneting um, Kravitz. Kravitz. Mm-hmm. And then there was the little Tempest Bledsoe. Yeah. I don't and know then what there she's was Raven Simone. That was it. That's so Raven. I might have to watch the porn version of um, Cosby Show. <laughs> no. Hey, you know, um, I sustained a middle class injury the other day. Yeah. Getting a large pot out of the oven. Yeah. I did a proper working class injury today. Oh, go on. Was that down the mines? No, I burnt my finger on um, on a cheese toasty on the cheese coming out of it. Ooh. But I did get my proper Breville out. And you know what? It was good. Yeah, and the Breville will stay out for a week and then you'll realise it's pain. Anyway. Go on. A pampered pet pig. A pampered pet pet pig. pig. Hogs her owner's sofa every night after getting addicted to TV box sets. Oh, come on. A shiek. Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. So there's a story on the other side. Where did Elvis Presley live? Graceland. Right, exactly. Well, this story's about to blow your mind. Elvis Presley's former mansion in Beverly Hills, Los Angeles. Mm, what? Mm. That's never been... I've never... I've never heard that mentioned, ever. Of course, he was, he was a rich man. It wasn't as rich as we, we were led to believe, but he was a rich, so, But I've never heard... Oh, I thought it was Elvis great. Presley's former mansion in Beverly Hills, Los Angeles is for sale at almost £25 million. 
twice as much as it sold for two years ago. What? Beverly, I think the buyer wants to just check the provenance. Provenance? Yes. Of that. Because mm. that doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Is it where Priscilla lived or something? Elvis Presley's former mansion yeah, but... in Beverly Hills, Los Angeles, is for sale. Wow. Elvis Presley, what a sly dog. Anyway, nine-month-old ginger micro-pig, Penny, not in any way connected with the guy that's escaped from the prison. Not in any way. No. And we don't even suggest that. You wrote it on my screen. I never. Yes, you did. What are you talking about? Matt Baker knows. It's not the guy from the wine show. I could take him. But you'd love to. I wouldn't. Nine-month-old ginger micro-pig, Penny, eats cheddar cheese treats... While well, watching The Walking Dead and Game of Thrones. Okay, right. Stop this. Stop, Stop this, pet people. Yes. It's not that the pig likes to do that. It's that the owner likes to make the pig do that. Stop this. Think of all those nipples on your sofa. Oh, like the late 90s. <laughs> the four stone, ten pound porker... <laughs> Here we go. Four stone. Even has her own Instagram account, then goes to sleep on the sofa. Oh, I see. She's one of... Listen, I've voiced television programmes. I'll be voicing another 13 television programmes where um, people try to make celebrities out of their animals. Mm. This is what this woman is trying to do. Exactly. What was it? It's Grumpy Cat. Mm-hmm. Made a lot of money. Made a... a Grumpy Cat is is huge. Then uh, Britain's Got Talent Dogs. Um, yeah. Um, the Cat and the Tramp. Yes. Um, the Lassies. Yeah. Digby. Uh, champion. Um, hobo. Are we doing dogs or animals? Let's go animals. Okay, Mr. Ed. Yeah. Um, we started this late because there's loads of these. That, mm, well, I was going to say Salem from Sabrina the Teenage Witch, but mostly that was just a really crap puppet. Kind of that. Sometimes it was real. Five, four, three, two. Gentle Ben. Lassie. You've done Lassie. I've done Lassie. Yes, you did. You said the Lassies. Flipper. Uh, um, Skippy. Oh, yeah. Mm. Five, four. Shep. That Darn Cat. Right. From the Disney movie, That Pe- Darn Cat. Petra. Oh, we're not doing Blue Peter animals. Uh, yeah, we are. George. Shep. Done Shep. <laughs> it's a stupid game for stupid people. Yeah, and you just lost it, so that makes you stupider. <laughs> Owner Hannah Kembury, 22, a pet shop worker of Worrell, Somerset, said... Kel, Kel She's so intelligent, people might think it's a bit weird. No, we don't. We think you're stinky. But we love her. She's part of the family. Line one, why have you called him at the last minute of the show? Laugh and gravy. All right, sea biscuit. Oh, ooh. I'm back in the game, I'm back in the game. <coughs> okay. Go on, Kath. Uh, National Velvet. Go on, caller. Monkeys. Idiot. Don't, don't. Laughing t- gravy, though, is an excellent shout. That's what I would have called my band if I'd have had one. Sea biscuit was good. I never watched that. I don't know. It's a good answer. I mean, what I mean is, I said a good thing, not the film. Oh, OK. Yes. Well done. Thank you. That's all it takes. Goodbye, Periscopers. 
Um, that's it. Another show done. We got through without talking about who. We yeah. Just think, seriously, we will have been the only radio show in this country, certainly the only radio show in this country in America, and probably the only radio show in the world... To have talked about Kiss. To, to not have mentioned who. At all. We, one, one mention from um, a, 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 a deranged sexual predator. <laughs> and that was it. Yeah. I mean, fair play. We didn't get many callers, which probably means no one was listening, which probably means we made, you made a bad call as producer. Yeah. But still, um, it's something to be proud of. We've won in a way. Well, in, 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 in a way, yes, but in more ways, Radio no. lost. That's it. Back tonight at 10. Up your bum. <laughs> Talk Radio. Join the Talk Nation. Dial up and talk radio. We'll get you talking.